First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to the Two Beers Pod. We're here live from the Diamond Lounge at Spearmint Rhino. James Harden and Dwayne Haskins just left the building. Because guess what? Here on the Two Beers Pod, we don't have COVID regulations unlike those fools who now have their teams in disarray and are potentially suspended. So I'm here. I'm Jordan. I'm here with my boy Drew. Drew, how's it going, man? I'm already drunk, and I don't even know if I can handle what just happened. But... <laughs> I, I didn't know what kind of creep we talked we talked about you being weird in the intro and then whatever like creepy like uh, thing you were going with there but then you kind of brought it home and that was kind of funny I like that I like it uh, I'm actually oh. concerned about this Dwayne Haskins thing because I got some big fantasy implications on my man Terry McLaurin so uh, who's that's... the who's the number three there or four or two or I don't know if it's not Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins do who you is think it? it's I wonder if it's possible for McLaurin to play quarterback and then I'll be and then I'm really <laughs> and running be back and receiver right <laughs> oh gosh oh man all right man well Drew what what do we got on tap here for, oh for man this week's we are pod? Uh, you know we're gonna take a quick quick breather from our Peaky Peaky Blinders series that I think everybody's really been enjoying. Uh, we are going to try to record that this week and get some extra Christmas bonus episodes, but mm-hmm. we had an emergency pod alert because on Friday, this past Friday, the season two finale of The Mandalorian hit Disney+, and it is just too juicy and too spicy not to cover. So some of us wanted to have an emergency pod on Saturday. Some of us are the Murtaws of the podcast and just didn't want to be bothered. So... We're doing that tonight, um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk Mando, all things Mando. It it deserves all of our time because it is so tremendous. Uh, beer two, we're gonna we're gonna recap the Canelo Canelo uh, Callum Smith fight from last weekend. A lot of cool boxing and Triple G and Triple G, um, and then little dribs and drabs of the NFL and the NBA, and uh, then we're gonna that one that's played on skates, and then uh, we're gonna talk about the parlay. <laughs> All right, y'all. How'd how'd Alabama turn out, by the way? God. Uh, We'll cover that for crying out loud. All right. Everyone assume positions. Uh, Actually, hold on. Hold hold on. on. Let's bring in back for the second time. Special guest, Casey Shea. We had him here on episode three to discuss Mando. Casey, welcome back to the pod, sir. Casey's back. Back again. It's good to be back, fellas. How are you? Good, yeah. good. Let's uh, now we can assume positions. Two, brew, salute. Oh yeah. This is like my sixth beer of the night. So this is like, is that eight? Would that be eight beers? How's that math work? I'm not accountant, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lead us off, then, sir. What are you oh, drinking? Oh man, I'm I'm feeling good. I I was I was shopping in Wegmans for my wife's birthday yesterday, and uh, I found this Icarus. That's not odd. Icarus, dude, Wegmans has everything. Don't just relax. Uh, you, you say you, you Western Pennsylvania people are missing out, but uh, Icarus Brewing Company, I think it's Jersey. Uh, they have a come on and slam, I or Munich style Dunkel Lager. It's okay. a, it's a pint beer. It's got a logo, the Space Jam logo, which is why I bought it. And I was, 
I was worried this was going to be terrible, and I had a couple already tonight, and they are delicious. So I'm what, what percent alcohol one. is it? What's uh six percent? Okay, okay. So yeah, those those add up. Yeah, we had Casey, some. What? I had some. I had some King Sue's in there too. So we're we're oh. getting we are getting wild tonight, folks. Nice, Case. What you got? Uh, I've got a Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. Okay, yeah, had that plenty of times. What's a percent on that? That's a it's a mild one at five four. There you go. So, nice drinkable guy. Yeah. I have a one pint of, and I am so excited to drink this. Uh, Lawson's Finest Liquids Double Sunshine. This is very highly rated. I actually did a, a, a beercation several years ago, probably six, seven years ago. Me, my brother, and some boys, we went up to Vermont. And Lawson's at the time was, like, ridiculously hard to find. But now it's in New Jersey? Okay. So my sister brought me some. Oh, baby. Uh, oh, wait. I just got, I got to drink this right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a double IPA, 8%. Let's get weird. I love All it. right. So, going. Oh. Two beers pot. Don't sue us, Disney. Yes. Uh, God, even, I mean, even the music's amazing. I mean, is there anything that Jon Favreau doesn't touch that just isn't gold? No, not in not, a long time. Not that I'm aware of, no. Oh, so good. All right, so um, in preparation for this pod, because we're big on prep work here, since people like to call us out for not having our prep done. Uh, can I say prep again? Um, we went and listened to our preview episode, episode three, and... Um, Gus Fring and a lightsaber. Yeah, Gus Fring with the darksaber. Um, so we... um. We're kind of we we were interested to see like what did we what were we thinking coming in and what were our predictions and everything, and um, let's just say that a lot of what we expected did not happen. Um, one of Drew's main points was like, hey, this is so cool because it is a familiar setting, but it's a new story. It doesn't involve you know like the Jedi's and the dark side and stuff like that. And turns out that it very much uh, involves the Jedi's and potentially the dark side. Um, one of Casey's things that he was interested in was that he, or I'm sorry, that he did not want to see happen was that it would kind of devolve into all of these side characters that were hinted that were going to be in there um, to like prop up the the um, series. Now, we did get all these side characters who are getting all their side shows, but we all agree that it it didn't crutch up the show. It didn't, it, take, it, it, it didn't take away from the Mandalorian story against correct. its own story. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, another and another big Casey question was, uh, how did uh, oh God? What's his name? Gus Fring. How did Gus Fring get the dark saber? Moth Gideon. Yeah. Yeah, how did Gideon get the dark saber? Yeah, how did Gideon saber? get the dark saber? Which they still didn't really answer. Well, we're gonna get into that because we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, some proofreading on some things we talked about in that that third pod. Um, but yeah, can I just say, Casey, I feel like after re-listening to the pod, besides the fact that you just have one of the smoothest voices in all of podcasts that are 
you know available today i feel like i feel like i can just i hear your vinegar strokes from all the from all the <laughs> sexual sounds you made during that podcast about <laughs> things that were happening and the, and the darth vader scene from rogue one uh, i was yeah. I, I was just oddly amused by by that and just, I was, i'm rewatching I was the lead turned on by that that was the first thing i the first thing i thought of with some of these noises like man K- casey's vinegar strokes must be one amazing thing so <laughs> Kudos, kudos to you, my man. But uh, I thought you were gonna say kudos, kudos to Mrs. Shay. Well, that you, you know that yeah, that the, too. the the fact that she's put up with me for and I actually did the math on this the other day. Like we've we've now been together for eighteen years. Jeez. Which yeah, I know. Like I had that exact same reaction, and I got like a weird look from her of like, well, what. Like she couldn't put it into words. I'm like, no, it's not that I'm upset that it's been 18 years. It just doesn't seem like 18 years, and that's like more than half my life. So, right? <laughs> it's just a very weird math problem that happened. So, yeah. Speaking that's of almost, weird that's math almost, that's almost like half as long as Baby Yoda's or Baby Grogu has been. Yeah, yeah now we know his around. name. So, um, Drew wanted to do a drunken recap. So, I, I, we're all about this. With so. the man. Yeah. So yeah. season Drew, before, give, give us yeah. your drunken recap. So before, yeah, before we get into some themes and some questions and things. So season two, we all know Mandalorian, eight episodes, half hour, forty minutes long. So season, yeah, you know, season starts out. Uh, Mando finds his way back to Tatooine, where somehow he meets up with the sheriff dude from Justified. I don't know how he got out of the Justified show and all the Tatooine, but it happened. And somehow, in the midst of all that, he ended up somehow with Boba Fett's, uh, um, you know, armor. Which, cool. That was pretty sweet. So we got this fake tease that Boba Fett was still around, but it was the Justified guy. Um, there's a dragon. It must have got out of Game of Thrones. I don't know where the, dra- the, the dragon worm came from. But there was, like, a dragon worm that basically Mando was like... I'll help you kill that if you give me the armor that I'm not going to wear. I'm just going to carry around with me, even though all the other Mandalorians are dead. But somehow it will come in handy. Um, <laughs> Mando gets eaten. They're working together with uh, who are the people? Who are the the Sam people? The right? Tuscan Raiders. There you go, Tuscan Raiders. See, that's why we have you on this pod to fact check me. <laughs> so they're working with the Tuscan Raiders that somehow people understand, even though they're not really talking like a real language. They work with those guys. Mando gets eaten by this dragon, um, which has a purpose, but then he escapes and they kill the dragon. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, there, you know, he gets he gets the armor from the justified dude, and then there's somebody on the horizon looking at the at Mando and Baby Yoda driving off on the uh, the little jet ski thing, and uh, <laughs> it tur- you tur- you find out that it's Boba Fett, and Boba Fett is still alive. Dun, dun, dun. And so that was the whole purpose of him getting eaten by the dragon thing because it showed that if you're wearing your Gaspar, am I saying that right? Beskar. Beskar, yeah. Or say it again, Casey. Best, isn't it Veskar? No, it's B, like B as a oh, boy. The whole time I thought it was a V. No, it's B. Beskar. Yeah, so the best if you're wearing that Beskar armor, that can absorb being eaten by some giant mon forget it chewing you alive, but like you can survive the poison that it has by wearing it. So that's why Boba Fett is And still... actually so I wanna jump in here because Jump in. This whole like after episode one, Casey and our whole group text was blowing up and and I'm like I'm like, was, was was that Boba Fett? And they're like, yes, you idiot. It was Boba Fett. And I'm like, but he got eaten by the Sarlacc. I'm like, 
And Casey's like, yeah, well, Mando just survived, and that, whatever that, Casey, what's that call, thing called? The, the, what Mando got out of? Yeah. It's the crate Dragon. It's the Crate Dragon. The crate dragon. So yeah, the crate Dragon is like three times larger than the Sarlacc. I'm like, okay, sorry. And then Casey goes, yeah, plus if you were to watch the closing credits, you would have seen in, in the artwork that he was wearing, um... Uh, Boba Fett's khakis, and I was like, "Okay, I'm sorry." <laughs> well, let me let me jump like just real like as like the nerd in me, obviously, like since I just fact checked like three things in thirty seconds. But um, the entire episode one, so you know, the sheriff walks in and he's wearing Boba's armor. I I, I distinctly remember this, like him walking into the bar wearing the armor, and for a half a second, I was like, "It's Boba." And then I looked at, like, his under, you know, like, his shirt and pants or whatever, and, like, that's not Boba. Like, there's some imposter that's wearing Boba's gear. And I literally spent the next 35 minutes being irate that there was some imposter wearing Boba's gear. (laughs) I mean, at any point that there was, like, a lull in the action or the commentary, like, I was telling my wife, like, take the damn armor off. Like, this is, like, this is offensive to me. Like... And then, like, the episode ends, and I'm like, good, he has the armor, like, good, like, this, this, you know, imposter shouldn't have it, and then there's that little, like, scene on the dune, and I'm like, that's Boba, and then I was okay with it, then I had to immediately rewatch the episode, because I was now no longer pissed off, I went from pissed to excited, so, yeah, I, that was, that was my little I, aside I spent from... the entire episode trying to place Timothy Oliphant, I'm just like, what, what is he? I was like, ah! He's the sheriff from uh, Deadpool. Nailed it. And then I just, it's, and then I spent the remaining Deadwood? time like, being, you say what did Dead, I say? Deadpool? Deadpool? Oh, sorry, Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this should be Chongas. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get back to Drunk Drew. Is there even a sheriff in Deadpool? I have no idea. I never watched it. You How have you Deadpool? never watched Deadpool? I, I don't know, guys. I did. I, what do you want me to say? I haven't. I'm not even. It. Ryan, I'm not Ryan even Reynolds like a... is like a former sexiest man alive. That's embarrassing. You ever watch that? <laughs> plus, you plus, know what? Plus, Let me just go the... down the list of sexiest men oh, alive. By the way, and just plus, watch plus, all those plus, movies. Plus, the actress that played our Roll Tide Cara Dune is in Deadpool, so you should be even more oh. ashamed of yourself. Oh, yeah. She's Drew, like light Drew. matches off her neck. Oh god. So, like the movies are so good because they're oh, like, yeah. They're, like they're like anti-superhero movies, but it's yeah, a it's just Ryan. Movie. It's just Ryan Reynolds being a smartass and like being able to just like use the f word for two hours. It's amazing. Yeah, there, there's literally nothing okay, bad I'm about sorry. it. Okay, I'm sorry. We're getting, we're getting sidetracked. Mando. We're gonna we're gonna do a Deadpool pod here. I'm and get sorry. <laughs> All right, so so now Mando so Mando meets up with the mechanic lady and is trying to find more Mandalorians because he's got to he's got to find a Jedi to be able to take baby grogu to fulfill basically his new mission um and in order in for, so she seems to know where one is but like in order to find them he's got to take this frog thing with a big bucket of eggs to <laughs> this planet I, i'm not really sure how that whole thing worked out that was probably my least favorite story yeah line i agree in like episodes. episode three i remember after episode three i was just like okay like that was a side mission like what did that have to do with anything yeah, um, that was, you know, whatever. So so basically, I mean, the only thing I could think of was the point was, like, they wanted to show the um, the New Republic monitoring the galaxy because he gets stopped by New Republic uh, you know, jets and, you know, he makes a getaway onto this island. 
uh the spiders from lord of the Rings somehow got in there <laughs> there are every it, somehow loss must have been involved in this season with everybody time trip jumping and going to different universes but spiders are about to eat you know baby yoda uh mando and the frog lady and her eggs and then they get saved <laughs> they get saved by the new republic guys because i guess they ran his license plate and realized Man, drunk drew to... has a lot of detail here let's go come on we sorry know, sorry we all hated the, the frog lady yeah so they realized mando helped out somebody that was important with the republic with the rebellion and they let him go uh he gets to this planet where the egg lady meets up with her husband and now he's on his way to go find more Mandalorians from some shady-looking alien dude, which I wouldn't have trusted and gotten on a boat with that guy. But Mando's Mando, so he's like, F it, why not? Uh, they <laughs> trap him and Baby Yoda in this big pool cage. And then these three other, I guess, are they three other Mandalorians show well, up? Well, the big thing him? about Episode 3 is we met Bo-Katan, well, which, which, say, Ka- which who Casey are, had called for. It in, Casey, in, can, you, in, can, you, can you tell us who the three Mandalorians were that saved him? Well, I mean, it's Bo-Katan, and then, honestly, like, the names of the other two are, are just, like, completely escaping me at the moment. Do they even tell us their names? They, Jordan said they did, but I don't. I, I didn't don't, think they actually did. I don't remember if they did. I remember, I like, I went and looked it up, but I could just be blurring the lines between looking it up and then forgetting it, because it was weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, we had talked on the last one about Bo-Katan, and you know her significance in holding the dark saber previously well here's and here's where i'm going to stop you because and maybe maybe she just goes by another name but when we went back and listened to it you had mentioned that somebody named sabini or sabine ren yeah that she had the dark saber. so how does bo katan get the dark saber uh by the way let me jump in here and say um katie sackoff plays bo katan and roll Roll friggin tide on that roll tide anyway continue sabine ren yeah, so Sabine, we're gonna like jump around here anyway, but like Sabine is a Mandalorian from obviously Mandalore, and is in the Rebels series. She happens to come upon the dark saber, like literally just like finds it laying in the like the middle of the desert, like the ring. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, like uh, um, what's his name? So Smeagol, Gollum finding the ring. You know, so those uh, whoever holds the dark saber is basically like the rightful ruler, heir, whatever you know, big deal thing with the Mandalorians. She gets trained in how to use it, like a Jedi trains her in how to use it, and then she uses it a little bit. They end up defeating, you know, whatever I think it was like Gar, maybe Gar Saxon, whatever. Um, back on Mandalore, they, but she doesn't feel like she should lead so she literally gifts it and hands it over to Bo-Katan who then become like that's like the last you see of, okay. of, of her basically now like, that, well, that's a question that, that well, Drew had here and let's do let's do that when we get to the finale when we yeah. okay. pit in that and okay. come back all to right. it alright alright so so that's how Bo-Katan gets it so the big the big the big shock and all when these three Mandalorians save Mando is that they take their helmets off which you know the Mandalorians are supposed to show their faces. So basically, these these three don't follow all the rules and the principles of the Mando. The, the original old, Mando. Yeah, like the, the new what do they call Mandos. it? The old way? Is that what they refer to it as, I guess? Like, the old way? Yeah, um, there's, like, his... She refers to him as being, like, a member of, like, what they call the Watch, which the Watch was... I think, I don't know if it was confirmed or whatever, but it's the 
there were like a, a sect of Mandalorians called Death Watch that tried to basically like overthrow like the government and everything in Mandalore and um, during the Clone Wars like series anyway. Um, but they, I mean, it, like that whole thing, like, even from season one, where like I can't take my helmet off. I'm like, since when? Because literally throughout all of the animated stuff, like they're taking their helmets on and off. Like, well, is that right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, like it's only the only time like Sabine ever wore hers was when she was in battle. Okay. And then the same thing like with Bo-Katan and others, like when they were showing like little skirmishes, you know, between the like the warring factions on on Mandalore and stuff. But yeah, they they were always taking it on and off, and that that was one thing that always kind of stuck with me of like, well, what what, like, are we recanonizing or like retconning things? Because that doesn't add up. But okay. anyway. <laughs> It's a good tidbit. No, that's a that's a good tidbit. Um, so yeah, so she knows where a Jedi is. Mando's got to find a Jedi, and as it always happens to be, in order for Mando to get his information, he's got to help some some people kick some other people's asses. So well, she she actually mentioned she's like you got to go to where wherever this place is. Uh, well, she Cal- doesn't Kaladin and and find Ahsoka Tano. But she does she doesn't tell him until he helps. He helps her and her Oh, he two, has to help her take that ship. He has yeah, to take, yeah. Yeah, take the uh, the Imperial ship. Um, yeah. Because she's you, you learn you learn as they're overtaking it that she she is desperate to find um, Gideon because he's got the dark saber. Yeah. So Yeah, this is this is are, do you have this written down or is this just Oh, I'm flowing. No, I'm oh, just flowing, baby. Damn. Drunk Drew is like is like uh he's like Sheldon Cooper with Sciatic uh, memory. Yeah. Side, side note: One of the one or one of the Mandalorians without a name is played by WWE diva. Or I guess they're not divas anymore. Sasha Banks, another Roll Tide. Who? Uh, she is. She is. I something. thought she had a name. Yeah, her name's Sasha Banks. Whatever. Okay, let's go. Keep I'll going. So, so now Mando has a destination to find a Jedi, and so the next episode starts with. I don't know that you see a face right away, but you see this Jedi Jedi with two lightsabers just. Absolutely, just kicking ass and killing every like every bad guy that's in their path uh, to get to this giant wall. Um, oh, you totally skipped episode four. Did I? I skipped an episode. Yeah, yeah. So his ship breaks down, and then he goes oh, back and meets right. Cara Dune. Oh my god! Yeah, so How, oh, I forgot ship. about Apollo. So oh, Cara Dune roll tide on Cara Dune. Yeah, and then yeah, so then Carl Weathers, who's still not dead. Yeah, so, and, they're, and they're like, yeah, uh, look, we will sh- we'll fix your ship, but to ha- help us overthrow this old Imperial base that is just kind of like this, like, washed-up thing. And he's like, uh, okay, because I'm Mando, and I just do random stuff yeah. for people. And <laughs> oh, that's right, it, Baby Yoda's it turns in school out to be... using his Jedi powers to eat these weird blue mint cookies, which was just an adorable <laughs> yeah. scene. He stole that in class. <laughs> he, like, left them in class, and that kid stole, he stole the other kid's cookies. Yeah. But then, uh, um, yeah, so they blow up that base, which had all those, like, uh, failed clones in it, right? Yeah. So, was it, so were they failed clones, Casey? The uh, yeah. So there were there were some failed clone testing based on the uh, I guess the yeah. video the video diaries that they got. Yeah. So they the the like the plot point there that's inferred anyway is that they are basically injecting Baby Yoda's. Like either blood or whatever you want to call it, but like because he's so strong with the force and has a high midichlorian count, 
and I hate, like, I hate that I even have to say that word, but he has such, like, a, they called it, like, an M count, M but count, that's, yeah. you know, but that's, like, the midichlorian count, and so the the inferred thing there is that they're trying to alter, you know, these supposed either volunteers or hosts or, you know, any other number word you want to use there, but um, to inject his his blood, his M count, and try and alter another being's M count and their, like, sensitivity and their power and that kind of stuff. And they've failed up until this point. And that's what you're seeing, or, like, the failed experiments sort of there. And as part of that hologram transmission, you know, he says, like, I need more blood, you know, but we don't have any more of the host's, like, or the donor's blood or whatever. So, and then he's like, I'll, I won't fill you again, Moff Gideon. And then, you know, it sort of goes from there. Right. But, so you yeah. kind of think it's kind of confirmed as what they were using the child for in the, uh, in the first season there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then it goes to Ahsoka Tano with, right. with the lightsabers, like kicking ass and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, out of the shadows comes Rosario Dawson, who is playing this oddly hot blue alien thing with some weird, <laughs> She's got some weird thing going on with her hair. So uh, Casey, it's who, more of an organ than hair. Like her hair is just kind of like an organ. Is like, that is that an app- are they appendages? I just thought it was like some just something weird like, like yeah, plate of know. hair. I think it's I think it's actually called a lacue. Of course it is. Are you making that up? I'm not. I'm actually like just yeah. It's a it's l e k k u. Is that something in real life, or is that they're, something in the Star Wars universe? They they are. I, I mean. The official definition of what it is uh, are head tails, which are long, fleshy appendages. So, yeah. Long, fleshy appendages coming out of your head. Oh, God. So, Casey, tell tell because I want to do some service to this character. Who who did we meet here in this episode? Who's who's wielding <sighs> those lightsabers? Man, so we finally meet Ahsoka Tano, and the the like the one the one worry that I had was that, so like Bo-Katan, just to back up a little bit, you already mentioned Katie Sackhoff. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> she also voiced Bo-Katan in the animated series. So, like, that was like a cool, like, continuity kind of thing. Right. But they didn't do that with Ahsoka. Like, Rosario Dawson, who plays her in Mando, was not the voice of her in the shows. So I was kind of like, okay, Rosario Dawson's like obviously a very good actress, but I don't know her as Ahsoka. I know, I think it's like Ashley Eckstein um, as the voice and everything. So like, how is that going to play? And then literally from like the first 30 seconds of that episode with Ahsoka just running around and just annihilating people in just a completely badass manner and then having that showdown you know with uh, the the people at the top of the wall and the the overlords of of the town and she's like you have like one like one day and then just disappears off and I'm like oh my god <laughs> like all of it was just so great and then it, yeah, you know it we really get into like we get into you know, like, Mando shows up, and then Mando, like, ends up going out, you know, where he talks to the, you know, the town ruler or lady there, you know, and she sends him off to, like, go kill Ahsoka, which obviously, like, he's not going to, because he's there to find Ahsoka. So, 
they have their little skirmish, and he's like, Ahsoka Tano, like, I need to talk to you, like, Bo-Katan sent me, and, you know, so then there's, like, that whole little exchange and everything, and then they concoct this plan to take the town, but the, I thought, like, the really cool part, outside of, like, the, the, the entire plan that they hatched, but her battle, like, the one-on-one, and I can't remember what the hell her her name is or anything, but so she like has that that full on like pure Beskar steel staff that she takes Ahsoka on with. Yeah. But the way that they shot that scene, where you have like Mando outside the gate and they're just listening, and you can hear how the battle's going without actually seeing it. And they keep making those reference points of like, well, maybe I'll win, or maybe my side will win, or maybe your side will. And then, you know, you hear, like, the staff hit the ground, and it's like, well, it looks like your side won. Like, you didn't even need to see what happened to know. And I just thought that was such a cool way of doing that. Yeah, that was a really cool scene. Yeah, good point. Um, no, that, that's well said. I, I Honestly, I didn't even think about it that way, but that that's pretty awesome. Um, so, Case, I do want to ask you, um, how do you think Ahsoka ended up on this place? So she, as we find out, you know, as she's about to, you know, win the the, the confrontation anyway, or after she's disarmed, you know, the, the ruler lady, she she comes out with, you know, who is your master, or where where is your master, and then gets in closer with the saber and says like where is grand admiral thrawn and at that point she didn't even get like through the word admiral and i had thrown my arms both of my arms in the air and i'm not kidding you can even ask my wife about this threw both my arms in the air and yelled thrawn And we had just gotten our daughter to go to sleep, and my wife, like, just looked at me and said, I swear to God, like, if you just woke up our daughter, like, you're going to deal with it. But I didn't care because I was that excited. Like, it was just, like, he's just, he's one of these, like, these characters that you, you meet, you know, in Rebels, and there's been these, like... Um, I'm actually in the middle of a, a prequel, or not really. It's a, like a non-canon book, like trilogy now, but it explores like his whole like backstory and whatever. He's just like this cold, calculating, like military mind, and his voice. Like if they can get the same guy that voiced him. Oh, uh, I I got somebody perfect to play him just from seeing one cartoon image. Who do you know who voices him? Uh, I do actually. Let me. Um, yeah, let's, let's give that. Let's give it to do. Take some time and see who does that. I you actually your notes somewhere. My Lars Lars Mickelson. Who the hell is that? What's he? What's oh, he done? I have. I do have. Uh, let me. Let what, me are, pull what, him are, up. what are his rotten so tomatoes? So how did Ahsoka get here? Were, were you get, Were you getting there? So or? she's she's hunting him down. So presumably through her hunt. Um, that led her to this place, and that's why she said, where's your master? Yeah. Gotcha. And she's hunting him down because of everything that happened in, like, the Clone Wars and all that stuff? Yeah, she's... Gotcha. Like, when we last see her in Rebels, she's then, like, walking off, or is basically, like, leading out with Sabine Wren to go and find Ezra Bridger, 
who was last seen with Thrawn. So there's and like we briefly mentioned it in the last one. And again, I won't go into it because there's like a lot and it's a lot to get into and, and try and figure out. But there's like this world between worlds that he was trying to get access to and Ezra had it and was able to actually save Ahsoka from being destroyed by Vader and then as part of that whole thing he's now like in this weird place and says like come and find me like promise me that you'll come and find me kind of thing so like that's where I think this is going is that she's looking for Thrawn because Thrawn will lead her to Ezra Okay. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. But the guy, this uh, this Lars Mikkelsen, um, for those of you that watched House of Cards, he played uh, Russian President Viktor Petrov. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, nah, I don't. Nah, no go. That's a bad choice. I don't like that guy. <laughs> Who's your uh, choice, Drew? I I I forget I forget the actor's name. You probably know the guy who. Have you guys seen the new like the the reboots of the X Men? No. Like X-Men First Class and all that stuff? Like Latin. No. Uh, well, the guy that plays Magneto, um, he played Steve Jobs, I think, in one of the mo- one of those movies. Um, uh, God, now, now I'm just embarrassed. I assume that, I assume based on this conversation, we all had, we all yeah. had seen the X-Men. <laughs> Sounds pretty embarrassing. <laughs> the X-Men First Class movie. Well, the other, the other thing I wanted to say about this episode was... Oh, uh, the- Michael, sorry, Michael Fazenberger. Sure. Of course. Yeah. 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 You guys um, are the worst. Right off the top. So, so no. The thing about this one though is I'm really my takeaway. <laughs> my takeaway from this episode is that um, um, Ahsoka basically connects with the child through the Force, and she learns that his name is Grogu, and that's when we learn that his name is Grogu, and the Mando's like Grogu, and so. Um, she also learns that like he has a, the child has a lot of fear, and she's like, "No, no, I am not taking this. This kid is a pad one. Like you got to go try and find another Jedi." And so that's when she sends him to the temple on Tython. Yeah. Um, and so that sets up six, seven, eight. Kind of sets up like all the big finale. So that's that's the t- my takeaway from episode five. But yeah, it um, sets it sets the stage. So yeah, drunk Drew. Pick it up from there. I, I don't care what you say, Jo uh, Rosario Dawson. Roll tide on her, baby. I don't know what your deal is. I wasn't but. feeling it. I'm. I think I'm the only one. But I wasn't. I, not that she did a bad job or anything like that. But I was. I was not oddly sexually attracted to her like like everyone else I know was. But I, I, and and I thought she. I thought she was okay. I didn't think like for me. I didn't feel like I was knocked out of the park but any any hoodles let's, let's just all keep right going. so then Ooh, episode six man. mando's just flying around in that clunker of a uh of a plane to his with grogu he's giving him it's a really it's actually a really like nice like heart-to-heart scene where you really see mando uh you know let let down his tough guy act where he's basically telling you know grogu that you know he needs to you know he needs to be with his own kind so you know not that he want, not that he wants to, you know, get rid of him, but you know, if he wants, he needs to be a Jedi. So they go to this planet and this giant mountain that Ahsoku said this is where if you put him here, he'll call the Jedi if he wants. But puts Grogu on on this on this rock, and then there's a another ship lands, and he goes to check it out. You know, leaving the baby all by himself because somehow that made sense. Not really sure how Mando decided to let that happen. Um, and you come to find out that 
it is the return of Boba Fett. And so yeah, Boba yeah. Fett's Boba's just... been tracking him. <laughs> yeah, he's been tracking him. So Boba Fett, who and who was who was the woman that he that is his new like apprentice? Fennec Shand. Yeah, Fennec Shand. So she was she was the one that was left for dead. Yes. In season one, and then when you see Boba's boots, or what ends up now we know are Boba's boots, but like, she's the one that like, she's in like basically like owes him his life after he saved her in the desert. Correct. So those two, they, you know, they they basically tell Mando, hey, we wa- I want my armor back. He goes, and this whole thing is how you're not a Mandalorian. He goes into who his father was. And then, you know, meanwhile, Grogu is up on the mountain and actually starts to, I guess, summon, excuse me, summon the Force or the Jedi, the Jedi power and creates this giant force field around him calling the Jedi to come get him. So it's kind of, I guess, I guess it's kind of like an E.T. phone home You, as, you assume that he's, they're coming, but he's connecting with other Jedi. You assume that he's Jedi. connecting with the Jedi, yeah. right. Um, well, no, not necessarily to come get him, but he's definitely connecting with the Jedi in some way. The force, some Jedi in right. some way. Yeah, he's basically, like, just announcing, like, his, that he's out there. Correct. And, like, like, hey, hey, I survived. Hey. I survived yeah. that like whole Drew, Order Drew 66 and I, when we walked into the diamond, the diamond Lounge at, at Spearmint <laughs> Rhino. That's right. Hey, James. James, hey. Hey, Haskins. Hey. Keep that mask off, big guy. Um, <laughs> and then, so, as that's going on, you know, there are another, another, another couple of fl- a fleet ship shows up, and now it's, you know, a bunch of, uh, bunch of stormtroopers that for some reason they're all like oh i guess we need to be concerned about these guys um and so they're just in full full-fledged like fight mode like you know killing stormtroopers oh by the way sorry to interrupt you but the scene where boba just like well that's the thing is right is like uh mando's like under siege from like a bajillion stormtroopers and boba comes and just like starts wrecking shots yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's like 45 seconds of anarchy and glory and it's just like oh yes boba but is back in the like the stuff that we talked about the last time like the attention to detail that they've that the the writers and directors there they're put into this show the the carnage that Boba unleashes is just magnified even more. Like every time he connects, you see stormtrooper armor shatter, which I can't remember ever seeing that in yeah. any in anything. And it's just every it's just jump cut after jump cut of him just annihilating people. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. Like that's a forceful blow that would do damage and potentially kill someone. Unlike back on Endor when you have teddy bears that are just like hitting stormtroopers <laughs> with rocks and that's killing yay, them. Yay. You know, like if you would if you would have applied that same logic of like, oh, we're gonna destroy the armor, then okay, maybe then the teddy bears to like like overthrowing the Empire makes sense and is a little more believable. I still love that movie, I don't care, but like <laughs> But just looking at what they did with this of like, oh, okay, that armor can break, then yeah. Maybe they could have taken that same sort of detail back to you know to Endor. But yeah, and I, I guess I forgot to mention at that point that um, Boba had put his armor back on, so it was just kind of like Boba's back. Right, he snuck onto Mando's yeah. you know, ship and found it. Yeah, and got um, it off the ship. Yeah, and then just when it seems like they're going to be you know free and clear like they always are, out from the sky comes the Dark Troopers, which are basically 
stormtroopers without the people. So just like super enhanced They're robots. droids. Yeah, yeah. droids. Yeah. Um, mega, mega, mega super droids. And of course, they're sitting there on their they're, they got their jetpacks, so they're going super fast towards Grogu. And Mando took his jetpack off and never went to go put it back on, so he's just running up there like Lance Armstrong trying to get the Grogu. By the time he does, it's too late, and the Dark Troopers and Moth Gideon have Grogu. Was so Lance we, I guess, Armstrong on a bike? Was that? Was that Lance Armstrong on a bike? Ah, shit! You're right. Who was who was the running guy? Was, <laughs> Who's the who's the famous running guy that runs? Which guy runs? Somebody runs, right? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's who's the original? Who's the original like uh, running like star who created Nike? I don't Nike? know. I don't. I Wasn't don't it know, Pete man. Something? Just keep keep going. Keep Sorry. Going. All right. There's a there's a guy that ran. Um. So you know, I think I think this is probably the first episode where like. Something bad happens and like like Mando yeah, doesn't it, come like, up doesn't top. Doesn't go right? their way. Yeah. Is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah. Like it doesn't go their way. Like it's like definitely bad. Yeah. Like yeah. when when Gideon shows up in season one and like blows everything to hell in that small town, like they're in trouble. But like you know, you still got like the killer droid that's with them, and Apollo Creed might break out the gloves and beat somebody. But yeah, I think this is the first <laughs> point where it's like, oh shit! Like now the Empire is one up. Um, so Boba Fett, you know, because he gave him the armor, he, uh, he swears his allegiance to him to get the child back. Um, and then they end up going back to Cara Dune and asking for her help to pull some strings because they got to get Bill Burr back. Who? Real freaking Chad. Who's, yeah, seriously. Who's Bill Burr's character again, Casey? Because I just call him Bill Burr. Does it matter? I, does I, it, I, yeah, I, I, that's what I wrote down too. But they go get Mando Bill. and Caradun go get Bill Burr back. Yeah, they go get Bill Burr. <laughs> I forget, he was he was he Bill Burr. Yeah, in season one, he was part of that uh, that crew where man they went on that ship to free a prisoner, right? Yeah, yeah. he got caught by the Republic and thrown in jail. Yeah. Um, so they go get him. He's a for he's he's former uh, former Imperial soldier, so he can help them get the coordinates to moff gideon's yeah uh, they're hoping that all of his old logins and stuff still work yeah. so they yeah. yeah so they they go to this planet where there's a base and they basically beat up a bunch of stormtroopers and steal their clothes and lock them in lockers like it's like a revenge of the nerds and so mando <laughs> takes mando takes off his mandalorian armor for the first time and he's just rocking a stormtrooper outfit uh him and bill burr are driving they get attacked by some pirates which is just a pretty cool action scene and of course, Mando kicks all their asses. Um, and then, right as they're, it looks like they're out of ammo, and maybe these pirates are going to blow them up. Uh, an entire fleet of stormtroopers just kills these pirates, and so magically, the stormtroopers tra- tra- have impeccable aim. And <laughs> with one one shot, they kill these pirates like it's nothing. Like they're just they're straight. It's like they got the red little beams, and they're actually like hitting targets. It, 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 the, the inconsistency of this scene drove me crazy. Um, I was going nuts when we were we were talking on side chats. I was like, oh, so now the stormtroopers know how to aim. Like now, just magically, this is a thing. Um, just for just for that one scene, though. Just yeah, and they're scene. like fly, yeah. like 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 the pirates are flying on little like mini cruisers. Like they're not just standing still. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they they go in there and. Bill Burr is about to go get the coordinates of the ship, but he recognizes an old general, and so he he's afraid to go in there that he's going to recognize him. And Mando's like, "I'll do it." And he's like, "Well, he's like, you can't. They need to. You need. You needs to read your face to get the code." And he goes, "I'll do it." And he goes in and he takes off the mask, 
and you see his and he and he, you see his face to to get yeah, the what's the name of the Pedro. actor by the way oh god uh casey it's like padre pio <laughs> wait for which who plays the guy Mando. who plays man oh pedro pascal pedro pascal yeah. that was close yeah so you finally see pedro pascal's face yeah in episode seven of season two can we also talk about how Bill Burr doesn't seem to be acting? <laughs> He's just yeah. Bill Burr. It's just him. Yeah. Like that's that's why I mean it his his name they only ever call him like Mayfield or Mayfield on the show, but it, it, every time he pops up I'm like it's just Bill Burr. It's like it's Bill Burr doing yeah. comedy with a blaster. Yeah. And let me say and this the, the I I thought this was this this was like the key, and I know the finale we're going to talk about here in a minute, and we'll we'll actually really talk about the finale. I won't I won't be an asshole given this. No, I, kinda, I like this is good. I like this. Uh, well, it's, it's too it's it's too good, but I I feel like and it's, it's hilarious that I feel like Bill Berg had the most crucial lines of the entire series so far, and it's yeah, in the, it's in the scene. And I actually I closed captioned it as we were talking about some of the earlier, but the frog lady because that's not important. Um, so when he's in the cruiser with Mando dressed as the stormtroopers, you know, they're talking about, you know, he's basically saying we're the same, this and that. And Mando's like, we're not the same at all. And Bill Burr goes, I don't know. It seems to me like your rules start to change when you get desperate. And I, when that, when he said that, I was like, oh man, that, what a, that's such a great line. Because that's really true for everybody. It's like everyone has their own rules and we all act like we follow these. But again, when you get desperate, like you're going to do what you have to do to survive and to protect people that you care about. So I thought that was I thought that was great, and then they they have one more exchange with each other. Then he ends it with, "Everybody's got their lines; they don't cross until things get messy." And I just felt like that's I feel like that's just so true in life in general. Not to be like weird and nostalgic, but even in the series, you've now seen like everybody everybody's got their lines here, and you know you have the Empire, you have the rebellion, the rebellion, Sith Jedi. Everybody's got those lines, but when when it get, when things start to get down and dirty, people do what they have to do to protect each other. Maybe maybe the Jedi hold a little bit stronger to their core beliefs, um, unless they're gonna like you know t- turn Sith and become the most dangerous uh, and powerful warrior in the galaxy. But for the most part, you know I think the true Jedi keep to that. But I I don't know, those those two quotes like stuck with me, and I think you know it obviously sets the tone for Mando taking off his helmet at the end of this episode. And then what we see in the finale. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Drew, and that that is extremely well said. And and really, that's 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 the litmus test of any film, um, show or movies. It all needs to speak to the human condition, and I mean Star Wars does in in spades. Um, and, and and these lines like you you highlighted are just um, do it very well. Um, so now good good catch by you. Even the I mean to, to tack on to that like a couple minutes later right before he ends up killing his former commanding officer, you know, and he's like, oh, I was there, you know, and like a lot of good people died that day, like people that didn't get to go back to their families and like. It was just it was a different side of it because you always ever just see stormtroopers as just you know expendable assets. <laughs> I mean, they just you're like oh we're just gonna launch out like a platoon of a thousand stormtroopers and whatever like whatever happens to them like if we lose a hundred who cares? Um, but in that 
in that exchange where you could see like okay well this guy got away and that's what made him realize that being in the empire wasn't all that it was cracked up to be and to be able to confront the guy that caused all that pain and all that you know suffering to his friends and their their friends and family and everything and then for him to finally get like the final one up of blowing him away in the, in the middle of the cafeteria mm-hmm. like that that was it's like to me like that was really powerful too yeah, uh, yeah. I, totally I also agree. want to it, point out I, that it's 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 just so crazy to me that's Bill Burr who's like delivering. Yeah, yeah. This. It, yeah. <laughs> so it, it made it even better. Um, yeah. I just also wanted to say that um, when we had our original uh, Mando pod on episode three, we had crazy echoing, and I feel like I've been hearing it for about twenty minutes now, and I'm gonna go crazy if we've solved this echo issue and then it comes back. It, now that we're talking about Mando again. It's fine. Please don't the, let this happen. The, 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 <laughs> I hope it doesn't come through when we publish the episode. The, con- the content is so amazing; it's not going to matter. It's going to be so good. Um, Go ahead, right. man. Bring us home. All right, put a bow on episode seven. So, episode eight starts out. You got Mando, uh, Cara Dune, Boba oh, Fett, uh, fake Terminator lady that's with Boba Fett. I already forgot her name. Um, and then they they go and they reach out and find Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks, another person with no name, to join them to go attack our Gideon's um, cruiser Imperial ship cruiser. to go yeah. get the baby back. And obviously he knows that she she wants she's been looking for him, so this is going to be easy to get her to join. And she's very adamant that. You know the dark saber is hers when they get him, and that it, it, or that she has to be the one to fight him. And he's all about awesome. Do what you need to do there, sweetheart. I just want the kid. Um, so they have this like funny plan to you know to get on the ship, which somehow you know the Empire they're they're on high alert, but like they still let the ship get on there, which is kind of funny. Um, so Mando's got to go through go through the ship to, you know, basically deact find a way to deactivate the dark troopers while the the Bo Katan, her two minions, and uh Cara Dune try to go to the um you know, the I guess the driving cab what would you call that? Wherever like they're flying the ship. The, the bridge the Yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Um to go fight Moff Gideon. Uh Ends up, he's actually he he ends up being in the cell, basically holding the dark saber over Grogu. Mando is just like, listen, dude, I just want the kid. I don't care about anything else. And he's like, oh, where's Bo Katan? I know she's here. He's like, I know everything. And he's like, she wants this. He's like, he's like, she lost it to me. He's like, she can't, she can't rule Mandalore without it. And he's just basically, and Mando's just like, yeah, dude, I don't care about that. Give me the kid, and I'm not gonna kill you. So it seems like they're going to make a deal, and then he 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 double crosses Bando, and then it's an awesome battle between uh, Gideon's dark saber and Mando's Vascar uh, armor, and the 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 staff that he took from uh, the Lucy Lou lady who got killed by Asuka. Yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah, no, that's a cool scene because it, it's the Vascar staff versus the the uh, the dark saber. Yes, and so he, so he ends up defeating Gideon, um, you know, and he he has the saber, 
he's walking and he just basically and and he spares his life and Gus or yeah Gus Fring in only the Gus Fring fashion basically just goes well this should be you're, you're going to spare my life well this should be interesting and it's all like okay what's that all about so they go back to the bridge and basically you know Bo-Katan is you know is pissed that he took him he took him on with, when it was supposed to be her and you find out that the reason why she wanted to be the one was that you know it's kind of, it's kind of like uh the elder one in Harry Potter you just can't take the dark saber it has to be one in battle and so now you know and basically mando's like here take this stupid thing i don't want it i could care less about ruling mandalore and she's like yeah it doesn't work that way um which brings us i told her we were going to put a pin in it so i'm going to take the pin out i guess we in the last when we in the last podcast we talked about how it was gifted like sabini or whatever gifted it to Bo-Katan. Sabine ran but I guess how's that po- how's that possible if it can only be if it only can One pass battle. through battle, Casey? Or yeah, is that is that just uh, they're that taking some liberties there? Yeah, like that. As soon as as soon as Moff Gideon said like, she can't accept it, it has to be won in battle. I went Im- immediately. I was like, well, that's that's bull because that's not how how she got it the first time, and then she goes he's right and then immediately like my brain just like stopped because i'm like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense like whatsoever based on what we've seen and how she already had it so i think it was i think it was dave filoni may have cleared this up a little bit um and the the thought process is so she she was gifted it the first time and then this great purge that they've mentioned throughout Mando happened, where she lost the the dark saber at some point, presumably to to Gideon, but we don't know how just yet. Yeah, still haven't, but it was yeah. I think he, I mean, he says that it was to him, so we know yeah. it was to him. Yeah. So she like I'm kind of maybe like putting my own little spin on this too, but she may be thinking that because she was gifted it the first time and then ended up losing it and all of this bad stuff happened to Mandalore, that that was sort of like a punishment for not having won it in battle. So that now when she's presented with it the second time, she's hesitant to take it for fear of like history repeating itself again. If that makes sense. So can you or can you not accept it, or does it have to be won in battle? Well, and that's that's the question. It's like, kind of te- still fuzzy. Technically, technically speaking, it's supposed to be won in battle, but there have been multiple people that have not that have held it that did not necessarily win it in battle. All right, so that's that's just some inconsistency there in uh, in the, in the lore of Star Wars, uh, yeah, I mean, it gets into like canon. like some of the people that have held it that didn't win it by battle. It's like a really like we're really nitpicking it because there were like battles going on, but Sabine Sabine comes upon it if I remember this correctly. She comes upon it after Darth Maul, who held it, fought Darth Sidious, and was bested by it and just, like, they were out in the middle of wherever, fighting, 
and Darth Sidious spares Maul, but the saber is just left in the sand. And then somehow, like, I honestly can't remember right now, but Sabine comes upon it and is like, holy crap, I know what this is. Like, this is, like, this is a big deal. And then, like, she has, like, this inner turmoil about now, like, it's in her possession and she could, you know, bring peace to Mandalore, be, like, the new ruling, you know, person in Mandalore and that kind of stuff. And But she doesn't want it and then gives it to Bo-Katan thinking that Bo-Katan's the, the better suited to to lead okay does she call it her precious no are you Darn. are you record did you say that the first the first pod too the precious thing yeah jay i think are you just recycling your your material at this point <laughs> that was about 25 minutes ago that wasn't the first pod okay all right so the stage is set now it's this awkward moment where like hey man i kind of want that saber but can't take it unless I kind of kill you. And Mando's just like, dude, I just want to take my green buddy here and get out of here. Like, why don't you just take this stupid thing? And then the dark troopers find their way back to the ship. And now it's a... After they had been expelled into space by Mando. And now it's a, oh shit. Now, you know, we easily took out probably 700 uh, or so stormtroopers in this thing with just the four of us. So that wasn't a problem. But now we got these like fifteen dark troopers, and how are we gonna how are we gonna win? Um, so it's actually they actually it's actually a pretty tense scene. Like I think they did a really good job filming it, the music, and yeah, like, you know they do uh, a good job showing like like hey these droids like you can't beat yeah them. like it it took it took it took all of Mando's strength to beat just one of them, and now there's like fifteen to twenty coming. Um, and he only beat it because he had the Beskar um, spear, and he's the only one that's got one. So the little laser guns aren't going to do anything. And then the big, the big moment. So I'm gonna say it now. Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know how to describe this moment other than I, I can't remember. We have a group chat between the three of us and our buddy Gof. I can't remember what Gof or or your response was, Casey. But you two watched it first, and then J.O. watched it, and then I watched it. J.O.'s text were just J.O.'s text was "Oh my Mando" in capital letters, <laughs> and then I think I just sent like eight straight "No effing way, no effing way, no effing way" texts about this moment. Um, so as as the dark troopers are just you know pounding the shit out of this door, just like they're Mike Tyson beating on Roy Jones Jr. trying to get in there. Everything stops. There's an incoming, an incoming plane. Um, what type of plane, Casey? It's an guy case. It's an X-wing. It's an X-wing. So, and everybody's like, "Oh, big deal! What's one X-wing going to do here to help us?" And as soon as now, as soon as I heard X-wing and saw the thing land land in the landing zone, I immediately thought, "Oh my God, it's him!" Now. You guys didn't have as quick of a reaction to this, but correct. It was yeah. finally we have we have our first Luke Skywalker sighting, and Luke Skywalker shows up in Mandalorian to save the day. Yeah, so let me jump in. So yeah. so the X wing happens, and Drew says he realizes immediately. Uh, I do not, and because there was other X wings out there, but then all of a sudden, um, someone's like. Oh, which who says that it's 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 a uh, it's a Jedi? Come to think of it, 
Was it how did, how did they know it was a Jedi? I thought it was Boca that said that. I don't that. remember it. Yeah, one of them... Which I, I always call her Boca affectionately. Bo, Bo Maybe Bo she saw the Boca. lightsaber? I think, yeah, once the, I think it was once the lightsaber was ignited that one of them went, I think oh, it was before Jedi. that. Yeah. I gotta go back and, and watch that. But anyway, one so of you guys, somebody, so somebody even, announces even it's, the, it's a Jedi, oh, sorry, and Jedi. I'm like... Because I remember thinking when, when somebody said it was a Jedi, and I was like, eh, well, it could be a Sith, like... Because there's not a lot of Jedi's left really out there, and there's like Ahsoka, who's like a kind of a Jedi, and then there's like Leia, maybe, and then um, and then you, this per this person is in like the the classic like Jedi like hood, and and it's dark colored, and I'm like maybe it's a Sith, and they just they're just all of a sudden just like using their force powers to like throw these dark troopers all over the place and crush them and then you see the green saber ignite and it's like okay it's a real jedi it's not a sith and then then, then and even I, I, even when you saw the green saber you still weren't like no no at that point luke. it's like it's at that point you're like okay it it has to be luke right like who's left between episode right. six and seven like so leia but she's not using a saber and she's not technically a Jedi, even though whatever. We're talking right, about. right. And it's just like who, who, and then it's like Ray doesn't even know her force yet. powers until like at the end of seven, and it's just like who is there left other than the, Luke? Well, Ray, Ray, only... Ray, Ray's also like a baby, if even born at this point. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like who is? This? It's like it has to be Luke. And then I'm like, well, show me, show me the the mechanical hand, and then you see the the hand with the glove on it, and it's like. Okay, this has to be Luke, but they did just bring uh, freaking Boba Fett back from the dead, so maybe it's somebody else. Like I don't like, but it has to be Luke. Sure enough, this Jedi just rips through all, like all of the dark uh, troopers, like like a knife through it's, butter. Just it's probably like, it's probably a good two minute scene, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. It feels like it is. I don't yeah. know what what the actual, but it feels like it's like a good two minutes, and he's just like using the force to like crush them and like throw them and smack them together and the, the his lightsaber is just like slicing through them yeah he just like he rips through them like they're nothing like after all of our our heroes could like barely beat one of them and, and then pulls the hood back and sure enough it is a very young looking CGI version of Mark Hamill there he is Luke Skywalker and you're just like Okay, what the heck? Like, it really is Luke. What's going on? Case, I mean, you want to pick it up from there? Yeah, I mean, even just that scene. So, like, we talked the last time about, you know, the Vader scene at the end of Rogue One. Did you let out the vinegar strokes? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't with this one. I love. But... I love that you just said that, Case. Not to cut you because one of one of my buddies, uh, the big KL, Kevin Lacey, listens to the pod. He texted me and was like, yo, did you love that Rogue One callback? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm trying to think of what he was talking about. He's like, uh, the Vader scene and now the Luke scene. And I didn't even put that together, but that's, to your point, that's exactly, like, that's so comparable and was, was made it so awesome. It's something that you wanted that came in there. Yeah, and, and I think I think I sent it to you guys, too, but there was somebody put the Vader, the, the music that played over Vader's scene in Rogue One they put that over Luke's like scene at the end of, of episode eight here. And it, 
it matches up like really, wow, really I, well. I didn't see that. I, did you send that? I don't think you did send that to us. Did you? If I, I, I thought I did. Maybe uh, I did. No, this, I, do you I, have I, another I, secret side chat that you're messing around in and cheating on uh, us? Maybe. You um, bastard. I have. I have a lot of chats going on. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll find it and send it Play, to you. Yeah. It was like uh, it's yeah. like it's like legit awesome. Wow, we'll have to tweet uh, it I, out. I didn't even hear that analogy. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't either. And like I said, I when my buddy said it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I guess that is kind of even though the Luke one I think was like ninety seconds longer, obviously, but it. I think it. I, I think it may have felt longer just because there were so many dark troopers that he had to kill. Yeah, in. I mean that, and like the shock of it being him, like maybe slows time down a bit, like in your brain. That at least, like with the Vader one, like you kind of knew that was coming. Like you had time to prepare. Like you hear the breathing, then his saber ignites, and then you're just excited as he's just like calling rebels. But with the Luke one, it's like. For me, I saw the X-wing and went, "Okay, initially, it's probably it, it's probably Luke, just based on the X-wing." But they've had X-wings show up in this series already so far. So is it someone from the New Republic? So then, like a couple seconds later, go by whatever. Then the saber ignites and go, "No, okay, it's a green saber. It could potentially be like Ezra Bridger. Like maybe this is the big reveal at the end of the season that like they found him." But then they like they show the like the hood and everything like that really looks more like I don't remember Ezra ever wearing a hood. That's got to be Luke. And then they they cut and you see his gloved hand. And then the actual saber itself was it for me. Like it's the same saber he used at the end of Jedi. It's the same one he used you know in those flashback scenes. Um, in what was that like uh, Last Jedi? Um, so those those details, I was like, okay, it's him, and then he pulls the hood back, and it's CGI Mark Hamill, which somehow <laughs> they they kept that under wraps, which he even tweeted I didn't think about the CGI it. was real. I didn't think it was very good, quite honestly. It looked yeah. it looked like Mark Hamill was using the baby face uh, filter on the Snapchat app. It, I mean, I, it, it looked like kind of like shit. We're, we're, we're picking nits at that part. Um, yeah, I mean, I've saw like well, a lot of people like complaining about the the CGI or whatever, and I'm like, but they did this literally. They literally did the exact same thing for Rogue One yeah. with with Tarkin and with Leia. So those those people that complain about that don't deserve nice things. It's Luke freaking Skywalker. Okay, <laughs> can we stop? Yeah. Okay. Um, That's true. But yeah, so he shows up and he basically he he says, you know, I'll take the child. I'll, you know, he won't be safe until he learns how to properly harness his gifts. He says, I'll protect him with my life. And then you get this nice scene with Mando and Grogu. And he's like, you're not any. Luke basically says he's he's waiting for your permission. So he tells him that he needs to go. It won't be the last I see of you. And then Grogu just puts his hand out and touches his helmet. And Mando takes off the helmet in front of everybody. So that he can he can look at Grogu with his with his own um, you know with his own face, which is just you know an awesome an awesome scene. It's a little it's a little tug at the heartstrings. It is it is. Um, and then Luke 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 and Grogu they they go off and then uh, it, it uh, the scene lingered for about thirty seconds of Mando without his mask on, just like kind of you know watching Grogu as he goes. 
I'm not gonna lie. I after about ten seconds of that of that happening, I was like, "Oh shit, are they gonna go full HBO and Bogotan's gonna shoot Mando in the head and take the saber?" And that's like, this is gonna be the end of the Mando story, and they're gonna like you know just build off of these other Mandalorians. Um, I, I I literally thought that was gonna happen, especially with all the. As much as everybody said, oh my god, stay off Twitter because you don't want this ruined, I thought maybe there was even more to come. No. Which there, nobody, there nobody, was. nobody else thought that was even remotely a possibility? No. I, no, I, I, did I didn't, honestly. I never even considered that because I was still too in awe of what was happening. Uh, yeah, and, gotcha. then, yeah. and then like the credits hit and my wife looks at me and goes, I didn't like the way that ended. <laughs> like that, The whole thing was like about you know Grogu yeah. and, and Mando and like on their little adventures and stuff, yeah. and now he's well, what was, I just, I just so, love rooting for bad guys. So that's probably why I wanted. And then what happen. was the? Uh, what, there was a, a post-credit scene. Casey, you want you want to describe that? Oh, so and there it is. There's the vinegar strokes. Yeah. <laughs> so we end up back on on Tatooine, and it's in Jabba's like old palace, and Boba walks in. And basically, like, all the people in there are like, oh, God, it's Boba Fett. Like, he's alive. And then he just just kills everybody in there and sits at the throne. And it ends as, you know, a, like, a, a graphic pops up on the screen. and just says, like, Book of Boba Fett, like, December 2021. And then that led to a whole bunch of speculation that Mando was going to be pivoting to, like, an anthology kind of, you know, series. Because during the the investors meeting for Disney, they didn't make mention of the book of Boba Fett when they announced that they were doing ten different, you know, uh, like either shows or movies or animated shorts or whatever. All these different things that they're doing Star Wars wise, they didn't even mention book of Boba Fett. So for a solid like forty eight hours, it, there were all these discussions and speculation of, you know, is Mando, is the Mando storyline done? done? Yeah, I had a few people ask me about that. You know, and then is season three going to be Book of Boba Fett? And then I think it was on Monday or something, like Favreau went on Good Morning America and was like, look, everybody, like, calm down. You know, Book of Boba Fett's going to be its own thing. Mando season three is going to be, like, its own thing. They take place during the same time period, obviously, but they're two different things. Um, and they're shooting Book of Boba Fett first, and then they're they even they may even be filming it right now, and they're in pre-production for season three of Mando, which we probably won't get until 2022 at this point. Yeah, because I guess yeah, Book of Boba Fett's going to be December of 2021. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, now, what a, what so, a season. So I, uh, so looking back, I had a couple questions um, that I wanted to touch on here, um, and let's just. Um, let's just go since it came up in that last scene. I, and you guys said this was awesome, but I kind of thought it would have been more powerful if if Mando goes to take his helmet off and Grogu reaches out and like like to tell him like, "Hey, just keep it on." Like, I know this is important to you. Uh, to like, this is the way, and like, I know you shouldn't be showing your face, and like, you don't have to show it to me. Like, Can, we're we're on a level we... that like. Do we like, do we, we think don't... that Grogu can comprehend that much? Yeah. I didn't. 
He, I mean, I, how many times does he have to like show people like that? He says it so many times. Like, I can't take this off. This is no, no. Way. But I mean, like, Gro- technically, like Grogu's still a, like an actual like child, child yeah. right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, does he? Do you think? Grogu I think he. Could, yeah, I think he could have. Okay. I, yeah. I think he. In the fact that he needed, he felt like he needed Mando's permission to go with Luke. I mean, I thought so. I mean, I think I'm just that's saying. What made I it... just, I felt like it would have well, been I mean, a dog just as powerful thing. or more powerful if he would have actually kept the helmet on because it was important to him, and Grogu being with him all that time knew that that was important to him. Yeah, I guess, I guess I can see that. I just was yeah. wondering your guys' reaction to that, Casey. I mean, know. I, I thought, oh, it, I thought oh. it all just kind of stemmed again from Bill Burr's, like he said, Bill Burr set it up with, you know. You know, we, you know, yeah. Correct, had, yes. Yeah. And that's why I thought it would have been really cool if he got to not, if he didn't have to cross that line and still Take have the off. connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll toe the line of what, of how the story went. Because, like, to me, that made it more, it made it more powerful to me because Grogu had never seen his face in that. He crossed his line for Grogu, and it just, yeah. show, it just showed his love for Grogu, the yeah, fact that he it, crossed his line for him. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought it would have been as powerful. Grogu was like, you don't have to cross your line for me. Like, we're we're on that level. We're like, I know that's important to you. But, anywho. I, I respect your opinion. Cool. Um, and, and just to clarify, Mando does have the Darksaber at the end of this, right? Correct. Oh, that's probably going to be, like, a big thing in Season 3, right? Of, like, hey, I have this Darksaber. I don't care. And, like, do you think... Do we expect it to pick up, like, right at the bridge? Wait, yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask, where where do you guys think Season 3 goes? So, I'm down to, a, like, a couple of different... A couple of different things. And one is you know, what, what's going to happen as far as the Darksaber goes, because for two seasons in a row now, there's a lot of, you know, th- nothing's really for certain about what's going to happen with it. So, who, obviously, like, they kept referring throughout the season to Mandalore being, like, in shambles, or the Empire left it as, like, it's a sheet of glass now after what the Empire did to it, and so... Obviously, like as we've seen, Mando's sect is still out there, but they're underground. You know, they're working in the shadows, that kind of stuff. Right. And Bo-Katan's clan is still obviously out there doing their own thing. So, if her whole goal is to restore glory to Mandalore, but she can't do it because she doesn't have the dark saber, is Mando now the one? who will end up doing that and uniting, you know, his, you know, the, the watch sect and, you know, her sex and like bringing all of like the clans back to Mandalore and restoring it. Like, is he the one that's going to do it? Or is she going to be so pissed off that she doesn't have it, that there's going to be a fight between the two of them? Ah, well, she's a woman. So I think we know that answer. (laughs) <laughs> but she's a badass woman. Yeah, uh, for sure. Roll Tide. I don't know what you were going with there, Drew. All I know is that I want to be a part of Katie Sackhoff's sex. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think, see, and I, Jay, I'll, I'll just take this real quick because Mom will probably be quick. I actually yeah, think sure. season three is going to be more of an origin season where you're going to see more, more, uh, more in the past. Um, 
on Mandalore before whatever happens with the Empire when they turn it into whatever whatever that means they turn it into glass. Um, more, I think you're gonna see more of that and more backstory of of Mando than you are um, the present. That's just that's my opinion. You're a backstory guy. I yeah, I, 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 I am. I, am a, I don't I'm think a that's gonna happen. Backstory. I think like. I think it's going to be like he's. I think I think it's going to be Sackoff versus um, Pasquale, and it's just going to be over the dark saber and restoring Mandalore. I think okay. that's what's going to happen. But question. Okay, sorry. Oh, oh. Um, another another question I had, but what what did you have, Drew? Maybe I was going to say. So this is very far thinking. When this is all said and done, do we think that Grogu and Mando die? Well, okay, so let me jump in because this is my question. <laughs> this is my question. Um, why does Luke not mention Grogu in Episode Seven through Nine? So it's the same kind of question. Does Does Grogu die? Um, so, like, what What do we ex- like? Well, I think I think you why can is make, Grogu I think not as a, a part of Seven through Nine? As of now, it's fair to say that Grogu potentially died when Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren destroyed all the Jedi and the Temple, right? Well, it's, I'm down. I'm again. I'm Wait, down to Kylo two different. Kylo Ren destroyed the Temple in Episode Seven. Yeah, like everyone that Luke, everyone that well, no, everyone that that was like leading into Episode Seven. Like everyone that like when Luke started up a, a Jedi Temple and a training training again. Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren destroyed everything. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's because they talked about the Knights of Ren so much, but then never actually did anything with them, so... Yeah, until, like, episode 9. Yeah, for, like, two minutes. Yeah. But, so I'm down to, like, two different options with Grogu at the moment. With the first being that Luke gets him back to... And this was, like, actually funny to me, because I think after season 1, and for a while, and I don't know if it was with you guys or with others, but... I'd been joking that Grogu was going to somehow show up at Luke's, like, daycare for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, like, seeing that actually play out just was really <laughs> funny to me. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here just making fun of it, and then it actually happened. and went, oh, shit. So, um, so two things I think could potentially happen is that Luke gets him back, starts to train him, and then realizes... He's too attached to Mando. I can't train him. Basically, like he'll say a similar line or the similar reasoning to why Ahsoka couldn't and wouldn't, and he like casts him out and says, "I can't train you. You need the whatever." And then he ends up reuniting with Mando, and then they go back on their little you know happy adventures again. Or what Drew said is Luke continues to train him, and then when he has that moment of weakness and tries to strike down Ben Solo at the time, and Ben goes, you know, like, no, whatever, and then ends up bringing the hut down on him and destroys the whole the whole daycare, that Grogu dies in that exchange. Those are those are my two sort of options. Yeah, at like this I, point. I feel there I mean, there's only two options because I feel I feel like they they have to tie this in to when you get to seven, eight, nine. And Grogu's not there. So like Either maybe Mando, you can get away with not mentioning, but he either has to die or him and Mando like go off in the sunset and like go out, hide hide somewhere like Obi Wan did. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, at one point I was joking that oh, maybe he's Snoke, but Grogu is Snoke. But it could be that'd, just, be, that, that'd be that that be awesome. It doesn't make sense because Gro, Grogu would have to age so much 
in such a short I amount mean, of time. I mean, Pal- Palpatine make- and the power of the Force were cloned, JL. Is this really, is that really a stress that, <laughs> no, that, Grogu, so, that Grogu could age, like, 50 so, years in, I, I, in the I, I, That would be days? cool, but no, I, there's no there, way. There actually, there actually is merit to that. What? Thank you. Yeah, 100%. So... The the episode that that you guys were talking about when when uh, when Grogu gets taken, the the name of the episode is the tragedy, and at face Where have value, we heard that before. Correct. Yeah. So at face value, the tragedy is obviously Grogu got taken. It's like, oh, that's that's awful. That's you know whatever. But if you go back to episode three. Which you two are so high on, um, and that's the and movie. When we say the episode, movie episode th- we don't three? mean episode three, Amanda. We mean episode three of the Star Wars. The movie yeah. episode three, yeah. And Palpatine is sitting like at the, or he invites Anakin into his little like, yeah, floating pod at, thing at or whatever. The Senate. Correct. Yeah, where he's telling him about all about the he's he's um, persuading him to join the dark side. Yeah. So during that whole exchange, and I have the quote up here, like specifically for this, I knew we were going to get to this, but he looks at Anakin and he says, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? And then Anakin goes, no. And he goes, I thought not. It's a story the Jedi would t- wouldn't tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. He became so powerful, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice, Darth Sidious, everything he knew. Then, his apprentice killed him in his sleep. It's ironic he could save others from death, but not himself. So, so how does that correlate to Grogu aging into Snoke? It's not Grogu turning into Snoke. It's Grogu's blood and the midichlorian count being used as an experiment to create the clones that lead to the rise of Snoke slash Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. So, ipso facto... Grogu is Snoke, and I've, no, even, no, I've, no. I've and I've never even read a Star Wars book, bitches. Boom. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So like when that when that whole thing started to come out, and I didn't I didn't initially catch that. Like I was having a, a conversation with a buddy of mine, and he was like, "Did you did you see the name of the 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 episode?" And I'm like, "Not really." And then I was like, "Oh shit!" Like could that really like yeah. so. Yeah, so that was sort of like another another thing that Grogu's blood could end up leading to the unnatural revival of Palpatine and or Snoke. Yeah. All right. I only had one more comment, and then I'm done. Um, we we talked about this scene where uh, in order to get the coordinates for uh, Gideon's uh, Imperial uh, cruiser location, it's when Bill Burr had to. They had to infiltrate, and Bill Burr had to use his Imperial right. logins and all that, and then had to had to read your face. And uh, he was afraid to go in the cafeteria, so Mando did. Why did that kiosk work when Mando showed his face to the kiosk? Like, why did that work? Like, 
I think like, it was just the, that it does needed, the kiosk it just work any not face? that it was like a face that it recognized. Yeah, that, yeah but that's just yeah. dumb. that I didn't understand that that seemed dumb. I think that's me. stupid, but I think that's just what it was. I think like the 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 key aspect to it was that he had that little that officer cylinder yeah to unlock it, but you would think that the cylinder would be somehow Correlated tied to then, Bill Burr's face. Yeah, but and even like even as I say that, like I've, there are plenty of examples that are coming to mind of like even from Clone Wars where they obtain one of those officer cylinders and they just go up to a door and they stick the cylinder in and the door opens. So it's not like I think it's more or, like it's more tied to just the the if you have the cylinder that you get the access and it's probably just the the facial recognition isn't tied to the cylinder. Yeah, it seemed kind of strange. Yeah. Why well, would have facial recognition if it doesn't actually care what face it sees? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, it was just something valid, I was just like, what? No, it's a valid question. I'm just like, as I'm like thinking about when those cylinders have been used in the past, like it's never really yeah required it. Any, anywho, um, all right, guys. Here's um, my here's my here's my final thoughts. Um. I'm even more convinced, even more now than ever, that the Jedi are overrated because, once again, these you got, like, two people killing, like, 8,000 stormtroopers, and the Jedi got completely wiped out by stormtroopers, and they're supposed to be way more powerful than people. So, I'm going to say Jedi overrated. Um, what else was I going to say? Roll Tide on all the ladies in this season. They were all phenomenal. Um what do you what, what 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 do we think was better, season one or season two? No explanation. Just what did you like better? Two. I don't. I, I wasn't prepared for this question. I don't know. Just, I, I don't. Come know. on, see one or two. Just just don't don't think. Just one. Don't think. Don't think. I said one. Oh, I, I, you gotta speak up, man. I said one. I. God, I hate you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just saying that because I don't know right now. But I'll say one. All right. I mean, just, I, just I reserve the right of, to just because I'm to, a contrarian, just to go opposite of Casey. I reserve the right to change that later down the road. But for right now, I know we said no explanations, but I'm going to do it anyway. But um, and try and stop me. But um, just for what two has done as far as like being able to to springboard some of these yeah, extra spinoff shows. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I, I, I liked one just because I liked some of the side characters better. Mainly the guy, the, the, Nick little, the little dude that Nick Nolte plays. No. Yeah, Queel. I have spoken. Um, <laughs> yeah, he alone just puts me puts me in the one. So um, I'm gonna go. Although one. we got Katie Sack off in two, I changed it too. All right, you can go <laughs> yeah. two. Um, real quick, so Disney Plus they announced eight thousand new series coming out. The two, <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's crazy. So we got three. Let's let's touch on this real real quick. So we got three main Star Wars series coming out. We got Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, I'm butchering her name, Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tana. Ahsoka Tana, Ahsoka Tana, and we're going to have the Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I think Obi-Wan's going to be just like a one-season limited thing. I don't think that one's going to be multiple seasons. Yeah, Um, it's six episodes that are about an hour each. Yeah, the big news there is... um, Ian Mc... No, what, what, oh God. Ian oh, McGregor? Ewan yeah, McGregor. that guy, he's going to stay playing Obi-Wan. And they're bringing, Hayden, Christ- yeah, back, they're bringing yeah. Hayden Christensen back to play Darth Vader. What do we think that's going to be about? I think it's going to be all their little side missions. Because remember how they say, like, 
I still owe you from that time on whatever. And it's like, that didn't count. So you think, I, that, I think, you, think that, that. you think it's going to take place before Anakin becomes Darth Vader? It doesn't. Oh, really? Oh, no. way to get debunked right there off the fly, J.O. Yeah. Okay, well, it, I'm sorry. It's it's going to take place between 3 and 4. So oh. he's already Vader, and this is where I have questions. Yeah, like why because, is Hayden Christensen even needed at that point? Yeah, yeah unless exactly. it's going to be for like flashback kind of stuff, then fine. But you don't need Hayden Christensen in the Darth Vader suit. Right. And James Earl Jones is still around. Oh, well, he better. Is, if, um, if James Earl Jones isn't isn't the doing the Vader. voice, we're all going. We're all gonna find out where Favre lives. We're <laughs> marching on our. We're all taking a shit on his porch. <laughs> the, the, the siege of Orlando. Oh, that better from happen. the Two Beers Pod. Oh, that better. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna stage a sit a sit in. Oh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna go on a hunger strike. I didn't even think of that. Um, I, yeah, I thought my one again. My my buddy I was talking to brought up a good point. He was like. He's like he's like he he fig- he thinks and it makes sense. It's gonna be sick. the the episodes are gonna be basically Darth Vader hunting down other Jedi's, and you're gonna have one big showdown between him and Obi Wan because what other Jedi's? I don't because well, he's assuming there's still some around. Um, like, uh, but anyway, we know, he, like, uh, we know Grogu survived. But his yeah, but his, so, his point okay. was in, in season four in episode four. When Vader, when they get onto the Death Star, and Vader goes, I sense a presence that I haven't sensed since, and pauses, that that's going to lead up to what that was about, that he had one final battle with Obi-Wan and thinks Obi-Wan's dead. Because why would why would Vader ever stop hunting Obi-Wan Kenobi if, if he was still out, if he knew he was still alive, which clearly he does after three, right? Why would he stop hunting him? Yeah, like why? What the the whole point is to extinguish the threat, you know, the threat, which would be the Jedi, and Obi Wan obviously, clearly is the most powerful Jedi because you know he pretty much you know chopped Darth Vader to shit. The only so, one, the most powerful one left, or are you saying the most powerful Jedi? Period. That's I think that's debatable. Oh, that's a, that's a, uh, oh that's a whole gosh, other that's pod. Another I mean, pod. is that yeah. is, is, that's not that's not debatable. No. It's definitely it's definitely debatable. How many how many appendage how many robotic appendages does Darth Vader have thanks to Obi Wan Kenobi, bro? How many how many robotic appendages does does uh, Obi Wan Kenobi even have in general? Like, I think that answer is zero. It is right. And so it's how many the same appendages with, does like, Luke have? Pretty sure Luke got his hand chopped off, right? Yeah, but I mean, are you like really like a Jedi or a Sith until you've had something chopped off? I, don't, I mean, that's Palpatine. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, well, Palpatine's the main character of the whole thing. Enough said. Let's not get crazy there, but we're gonna. I, I feel like we're having another show to debate who's the most powerful Jedi, even though they're all pussies, like I've said now, obviously. But um, all right. So that's that. What do you? What do you, Casey? Maybe you're probably the only one that's qualified to say this. Let's uh, let Casey wrap this up and then and then put a bow on this. Bro, I can go on for for hours. Of I'm, course I'm, we can. So that's what I'm saying. Let's what do you think? Ah- Ahsoka's gonna, the Ahsoka series is gonna be about. I, I think that one, just because she name-dropped Thrawn, that... Oh, I wanted to bring gonna, that up. Yeah, good, good good call. Thank you. You know, that it's going to focus on her hunting him down. And that in that series, maybe that's where we get Sabine. Like, I'm still... Like, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Like, I'm shocked that they introduced Ahsoka and didn't introduce Sabine at the same time. Yeah, you were you were big. Yeah, I think that was a direct quote that you had from the first one that they're not going to introduce Ahsoka and not introduce Sabine. 
And yeah, I just read. I, mean, I just realized I'm calling her Sabini because I'm mixing up our Peaky Blinders. I, I I picked up on that, but that's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's where like that's where that one will end up going. And that I mean, it's possible where where she met Mando. You know, maybe Sabine's you know off doing something else. Like I I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe like this was something that she needed to do, or maybe Sabine's like running her own solo mission. I I don't know. Whatever, but. I think that's where this is going to end up going, is that we're going to get Thrawn, because we've already gotten all the backstory with Ahsoka. It's this what happened after Rebels ended, and where she was throughout the whole, like, rebellion. So, you know, like, there, there's that whole thing, too. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's like, the... There's these rumors, too, that that Mace Windu is going to show up oh, in God. like season. All right, I'm cutting you off. You, you've had too much <laughs> to drink. I that I'm definitely out on if that's a thing. Well, so am I. And and the main reason for that is like, okay, so Mace Windu, who was obviously like well respected and powerful, and it's debatable whether or not he bested Palpatine in in that that battle. But you mean to tell me that someone who had a score to settle? like him after being cast out the window if he did survive it he just like chilled out for like 20 years and was like, oh that's fine i don't i don't need to i don't need to go and get involved in that in that i i hated him thing. so I'm, I'm i'm so i'm totally out <laughs> then this just becomes the walking dead where like no one's really dead they're all hiding in dumpsters for 20 years um, yeah. <laughs> all right rapid fire casey before we end this who has more cosplay porn the next year asoku or bokatan it's got to be Ahsoka. I agree. J.O.? <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Next one. Who, 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 who do you think, to, who do you think uh, took baby Grogu from the uh, Jedi Temple when it was under attack? Real quick, what do you got? Obi-Wan. JL thoughts. It would make uh, sense that the most powerful Jedi would do that, so I'm, I'm with you, Casey. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's go with Obi Wan. Obi Wan. All right, Casey. Quick trivia for you, just because I need you to redeem yourself. Well, wait a minute. One. What Obi Wan was? So does that mean Grogu and Luke were were buddies on um um where did uh, was it? Um, Tatooine. Yeah, Tatooine, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, so he, so Grogu gets saved, but then what happens? So, so all the so if, if 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 Grogu got saved by Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's hanging out on Tatooine, so he could over overlook Luke. Did did Luke meet Grogu previously? That's why I'm saying Grogu's probably dead. Oh no, we'd well, have to still be alive because this takes place after that. Yeah. All right. I so mean, maybe Obi Wan's not a bet. Well, maybe Obi Wan took him somewhere and had him hide out. And yeah, right. on I mean, like if hanging he, out. Maybe he maybe well, he if, took him to that random ass place where they went in Episode Eight. That like I still don't understand the point of why they went to that planet with the casino. Maybe that's where he was hiding. Oh, God. But all right, Casey. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Rapid fire trivia, just to to rectify yourself. Approximately oh, no. how many forms of communication does CP three C three PO know? Thousands. More than more than a hundred thousand, seven million, three million, five hundred thousand. 
Is that, is that a question or an? Uh, That's the question uh, I'm giving the, it, the 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 page I have open gave it multiple choice answers. So there's your multiple, there's wow. your choices. The let's go five hundred thousand. Eh. Oh, you suck. Which which crime is not found on Jin? What was Urso's, the answer? What's that? What was I don't know. It, it just goes away, so I can't tell you the answer. But that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> which, which you were wrong. So which which crime is not found on Jin Urso's rap sheet? Forging imperial documents, <laughs> shipjacking, petty theft, or impersonating a stormtrooper? Uh, the impersonating a stormtrooper? Yes, good one. Look at that. There you go. Trade Federation leader Newt Gunnery is assisted by a droid named TC-11, TC-14, TC-13, TC-17. Jeez, oh, I'm in the middle of rewatching that series right now, too. <laughs> the... 13. Eh. Dang. Uh, oh my god. Like, Figurin Don, leader of the Cantina Band, Modal Nodes, plays what instrument? I couldn't even pronounce the question. I, saxophone. He plays the the Clue Horn, the Fanfare, the Omniboxer, the Double Jackamire. What the oh, fuck is god. this stuff? True. what are we doing? The, what is I going know. on here? This just... the, site, the site was called Oh My Disney, so these just popped up as questions. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that fanfare just because that sounds cool. I was wrong. All right, last one. At the end of episode seven, Ray finds Luke Skywalker and says, "What? I need your help. I found you. May the Force be with you." She doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. We yeah. ended on a right answer. I got three yeah. answers correct out of the twelve. God, I suck. <laughs> Much to learn. You still have young Padawan. Have faith in the Force. You'll get there. Yeah. Thanks. God. Nick. All right, man. Well, this was fun. This, this was a lot of probably the most fun we've had yet. Um, so it case, was it was needed. It was a lot. Mando, a lot happened. We need to get through it. Yeah, that was good. Um, I think we did we did did season two justice. Case, um, why don't you go on mute? Drew and I are gonna. Uh, well, actually, here, wait. Don't go on mute yet. Don't go on mute. Let's okay. assume positions. Two brew salute on brew number two. Ah. Okay, I got a Lawson's Finest Liquids again, a Super Session number two. It is 4.8%, so another another Lawson's Finest. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my Icarus uh, Come On and Slam Pint. I am also sticking with the Vanilla Porter. <laughs> Breckenridge, nice. Okay, Case, um, going on mute for a second. Drew and I are going to um, talk a little bit of uh, boxing, and, and we'll bring you back for the parlay. Um, all right, Drew. Oh shoot! I'm, I'm leaking. My beer's leaking on my laptop. Um, That's probably not safe. No. Um, or it could potentially wreck the pod. Any hoodles? Um, okay. So we had some good boxing this past weekend. Um, it was it was both on on Dazzin. Um, <laughs> Triple G um, took care of business and um, knocked his guy out. Sketchemeyer or somebody. Sketchemeyer, yeah. Sketch, yeah, Sketchatory. Who knows? Yeah, but, I thought um, the only yeah the only thing that I found interesting about the Triple G fight was I I thought it was there was a lot of mixed reviews about how good he looked. Like I think there were some people that were like, man, he looked like prime Triple G out there. Like he needs to fight Canelo in a trilogy. And then there were a lot of a lot of people out there that were saying, eh, he actually looked kind of slow. Like his punches didn't have enough impact. Uh, Canelo doesn't need to fight him. Well, again. that that scare pony guy or whatever, he 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 was tough. He did good. Um, and eventually Triple G just overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, him. he knocked him down four times, and at the end of the eighth round, he, 
Correct. Yeah. Or end, of the thing, seventh, it, end of the seventh, his seventh court, or eighth yeah. round, whatever it was, the guy lasted yeah. kind of longer than expected, and he every time he got knocked down, he kept getting back up. But Triple G just eventually just overwhelmed him. Yeah, we were close. We uh we had Triple G winning by stoppage in the sixth round, and it ended up happening at the end of the seventh. Yeah. So um. We so the Canelo prediction. fight was a lot more intriguing. Was it? Um. I. I. Well, let me say this. I I think we thought oh maybe you did I think you were more on the money about it not I thought it was going to be a lot more compelling than it was in terms of I thought it was going to be close and there was going to be there was going to be some moments in that fight where Canelo really had to dig dig deep um no uh, agreed agreed that was that I, was what I, I that was what I thought I thought you you had it on stoppages in with body 11th. punches in the eleventh. Yeah. I had it going to the cards. I didn't have Canelo winning every round. I I had Callum Smith having the first round, um, and that was it. Um, and I think did you have Canelo every round? I uh, no, I I had Canelo ten. I think ten ten out of twelve. I scored at one eighteen, one ten. So I think, I think, I think I, I gave, I gave Smith the second round. I thought Canelo had a good lead. We differed on the first and second round. Yeah, we swapped I remember, that. I remember and that. Yeah. I think maybe I gave Smith one, one round in like the fifth or sixth, just because I thought he, I, I thought he, more like I thought he landed ninth, some yeah. nice combination. Maybe I just felt bad for him at that point. But yeah, I think, it, I think so. But um, no, I expected it to go to the cards and for Canelo to win. But I thought Smith would have some ounce of success and With he did jab. not have he did not have any ounce yeah of he success. he seemed unwilling to it, it's almost like he just gave and not not that canelo doesn't deserve respect because he's arguably one of the you know the best fighters in the world if not of all time but like he didn't even want to he didn't even want to like try to work the jab to get to get any kind of to, separation to keep him at distance yeah, yeah it was so weird and like like canelo, canelo just, kept, just kind of like slowly inched his way just into punching forward. distance and for whatever reason Smith, who had mo- uh, what? How many inches on him? Like six, six, seven inches on yeah, him. Yeah, six, three, five, nine. Yeah, was just refused to, yeah. um, like keep like we use the jab to keep him. It was weird, at distance. man. Yeah, I got, I got to say, I, I didn't expect what that. round. So after, after the fight, um, Callum Smith had a ridiculously bruised. Yeah, which I thought this was interesting because apparently, because Canelo apparently said something to him in the middle of the fight that made him think this. So Callum Smith has a really excellent right or left left counter punch, and so apparently, or uh, a lot of people feel, and maybe Canelo had spoke to this, that Canelo was targeting his left arm, like hitting him with shots in his bicep to make his counter punch less effective. Because after the, after the fight, you could see Callum Smith had. Uh, he, he, all kinds of swelling in his bicep, so he made it. He made alarming it swelling in his left bicep. Yeah, it was after the fight. Like if you ever see one of those weird fights where a guy just takes too many shots, like above the eye, and he's got this huge hematoma over his eye. It looked like he had that in his bicep. Yeah, it looked like his bicep was like Popeye. It was yeah. concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I don't know what round that happened in, and maybe that had something to do with it. And that's my only explanation, but I think it was uh, it, like I think it was like later in the fight, like after the eighth round, probably. And so, it, yeah, I, I I did technically get it correct that that Canelo was going to win on the cards, but it did not go the way I expected. Yeah, I I yeah, I, and let me say that like you know it wasn't a boring fight. Like watching Can- Canelo's Canelo may be the best defensive boxer right now, 
Um, just watching watching his skill set and just his pure dominance was well worth. If you, I have the I have the subscription anyway, but if you paid for that, if you paid for that fight, like just watching his brilliance was well worth the money, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, um, I don't know now, where they. Yeah, like I I I don't need to see a triple G trilogy if they do. Cool. I I really want to see him in the ring with one of the Charlo brothers. Man, that that's my dream. That's my dream fight with Canelo. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah, I'll I'll just see where it goes. Um, all all I wanted to say was that um, we have another fight coming up, um, in two weeks, two weeks. N- not before we record again, but um, Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell, intriguing fight. I I don't think either either of them has a belt, right? No, no one has a belt. Uh, Campbell Campbell, the last time he fought, he lost to Lomachenko for the vacant WBC um lightweight championship uh let's say what 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 weight are those guys are you are you shitting me oh my god you i just i just said his last fight was with lomachenko what's lomachenko's weight 135 he's been going up and we're down gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play he, he just fought he just fought what's his name at 140 no he didn't he fought him at 135 Oh my god! We are gonna have we're gonna have a fun game where I like quiz you on like what like weight classes and like what fighters are in. Like, what do you think? You think Inouye's fighting at one fifty? Like, do you? <laughs> no, he's one eighteen. I I just anyway. So they're fighting at one thirty five. I think the winner of that fight is going to be a mandatory for Devin Haney. Um, so basically, a yeah, Campbell's an Olympic. He's an Olympic. Uh, but I, I can't remember if he if he medaled or not. But um, Olympic boxer. Good pedigree. He's fought. He fought Jose Linares. He fought Lomachenko. Fought good fights against those guys. Um, Garcia hasn't fought anybody, but he's he's like the Instagram hero of boxing. Like he's got ten million followers because he's this good looking um, Spanish he, guy. He's young, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's probably twenty twenty four or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe twenty. Yeah, he's he's like he's under twenty five, uh, but he's this good looking dude. Like the girls love him. So like you know he's very marketable. I love him. Um, hmm. So I love him. I, you know, I don't blame you. Um, anyway, so but so yeah, it's a bit, it's point, his first test. So that's it, it'll yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he He's, how he gets he to fight a real name. And and but the point I wanted to make was boxing is going to slow down. We talk we've been talking a lot about boxing in our first eleven episodes, and I don't know that we necessarily set out to do that, but there was just such a backlog of fights coming out of quarantine. Yeah, and now in 2021, it's going to start to spread out to a little bit more normalized. Um, when does Tyson Fury? Oh wait, there's it's it's rumored that they have deals in place. Uh, there are the sides have already agreed on the money, um, so they just need to work out a couple of details, like making sure that the other like the mandatories will step aside. But it's rumored that May or June is going to be Fury Joshua. Yeah, so basically, it, rather than having like good fights every weekend, it's gonna be like once or twice a month where we have good fights. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I don't suspect I don't suspect some of the bigger name guys that we'll see bigger name guys fighting each other until April of 2021. You're gonna see some names like Better Beef, who we love, um, uh, Burchelt. Those guys are gonna be in fights the first part of 2021. But I don't think you're gonna start seeing the real serious championship fights until the spring and the summer. Yeah. Um, anyway, so 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 that's all there. Um, do you have anything else on boxing you want to touch uh, on? No, I am gonna watch. Uh, I you know 
before we record the next one, I'm going to watch the Lumbachank interview and have comments on it. I don't want to talk about it now, but uh, okay. And I do want to. I do want to talk about that and okay. what a fake champion Tifa Lopez is. But that's about it. Oh yeah, you were calling him out on Twitter. I on was. Our, yeah. Two beers um, pod. Oh, I guess my last thing. My 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 updated pound for pound um, to end 20, 2020. Number one, I'm gonna go with Bud. It's our guy, Terrence Crawford. I think I think he's unquestionably number one. I've I said that I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna do this because of the failed PED test, but after watching him on Saturday, I'm moving Canelo up to two. Uh, I'm moving my man's. I'm moving Errol Spence down to three because I think he's a punk because he's just avoiding. Ter- after his interview on Saturday night, he yeah. has no interest in fighting Terence Crawford, so he's he's scared to fight him. But I'm gonna keep. I'm so I'm gonna move him down to three, um, four in a way, and five Lomachenko. That's how I am my pound for pound for 2020. Okay. Okay. In a way, yeah, he's fun. Ooh, yeah, he, he is so fun. fun to watch. So, um, very um, fun. cool, man. Um, all right. Well, I, I told you I wanted to touch on the NFL real quick, and I've been saying how still anything could happen. And I, all I wanted to say is it start. I think it's starting to come more into focus. Um, the Chiefs are still the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, they lost Ceh know. last weekend, though. What's that? Said so they did lose Ceh. Yep, and then they go, they turn it over to Le'Veon Bell, so we'll see what happens there. It should be fine. Um, I think that to me, the clear number two is uh, the fighting Aaron Rodgers of Green Bay. Uh-huh. I know you hate them, and it just it feels like Aaron Rodgers is too good to only have one Super Bowl in his career, and he's playing as good now as he ever has. Um, so I I kind of like that my, my only thing with the lot. Packers is last year everyone said they were probably like the worst 13 and 3 team they'd seen in a while outside of the running game being more consistent is there like do you really see much of a difference between last year's team and this year's team I don't know I think I the know. NFC is worse than last year so maybe, I was gonna that, say, maybe I was that's say, the difference there's no other good team yeah. So yeah, maybe, yeah so maybe you're right maybe that's the difference there I, like so that's what, like New Orleans I think is a little bit of a yeah, but we all we all we all know we all know what Breeze and Peyton are going to do in the playoffs. When, yeah, uh, when it's, when it's I mean, it's not that time. they can't win. I just I, the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, I just kind of give him the nod. Steelers are in a world of trouble. Um, if if they figure it out, they could they could make some noise, but they're in a world of trouble. Um, Buffalo is everybody's darling right now, and, and they they certainly can do some things, but. To me, they just kind of have like a Baltimore feel from last year, where like they just like Baltimore was like the darling, and they just kind of like crapped out in the playoffs, and that's that's what I'm expecting from Buffalo. But they could do some things. They they could be the the ones to, to dethrone Kansas City. I think my prediction is that the AFC South is going to beat the Chiefs. Um, so either I think I think the only two teams that can Tennessee beat the, or the Chiefs, Colts? Tennessee or Indianapolis. Are yeah, the I'm not I'm not picking on either one of those. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm I'm more leaning towards Tennessee because I just don't trust Philip Rivers. Yeah, in, no, in I, 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 I very good teams. I think they can win a game in the playoffs. I just no. think they have the ability to keep. The, the only way you're beating the Chiefs is keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And I think those are the only two teams that can. Which leads me to my dark horse. What's that? Which leads me to my dark Go horse. Ahead. And I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I am very interested to see what the Browns do from here. That's fair. Because 
when you could just run the ball down somebody's throat, you can control the game. And if there is one team in this league right now that can run the ball down somebody's throat, it is the Cleveland Browns. And I I agree with you. Here's here's I can they make enough plays on defense? I don't I don't even mark. think it comes down to that. My only can, issue... can can Baker make the throws when it counts? Big question mark. Well, here's the problem. I think the Browns get. I think the Browns, even with a new coach, new coordinator, and everything, they still too get much too, too quick. I no. I just think they get too cute, and they are they'll run the ball down your throat for, um, you know, thirty six minutes for, for, then... for ninety yards, yeah. and for whatever reason, in the last ten yards, they want they want four downs of Baker Mayfield throwing the ball, which you're not going to win. Like that team's not going to win doing that. Yeah, and I just don't see them. I haven't seen enough to they say are gonna, they're at, not going to do that. At the end, they are going to brown brown their way out of like advancing to further. <laughs> like they, they are going to do yeah, that. Yeah, Cleveland sucks, but I agree. But, that's that's actually. But yeah, I mean, what you just said, like that's those are the only way. You're that's gonna the beat team that's going to beat Cleveland. Like, beat, so we got uh, some bold Kansas predictions. City. We got we got we don't. It's not it's not Lamar Jackson. It's not Pittsburgh. It's 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 either the the Titans, the Colts, or the Browns. Yeah, I yeah I, yeah. I'm not like I said. I like the Bills. I do. They're but they're. They I don't. I don't like have them on the list. I don't have them on that list either. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then I got and then like I said, I just it feels like if Aaron Rodgers is really playing this way, if this is real, like it kind of feels like maybe this is Super Bowl number two right there. But yeah, I, I yeah, I think I, the, I think the NFC is a crap. I, I could I could even tell you who I think will yeah. come out of there. Um, um okay. hey, quick, so, quick question. So that's for you. all I wanted to say about the NFL. Can I ask a question about the NFL? Yeah, sure. When when the Steelers were down seventeen nothing to the Bengals, did they bench the entire team, or how'd that work? They probably should have. Okay, probably... I just I wasn't sure. I wasn't watching, so I was just curious. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. They probably should have. No, that's it. That's all I had to say on NFL. Um, Sweet. You, you said you wanted to touch on NBA opening night. Uh, yeah, I think uh, last night last night was opening night. Um, you had the Nets and the Warriors. You can't really take it. I mean, first off, you can't really take much away from Game One on Night One anyway. Um. Warriors were banged up. Draymond wasn't there, so it was really just Curry. Um, I'll tell you, man, K- KD looks good. I I'm feeling really good about my um, my Nets winning the East prediction. Um, I you know Kyrie look Kyrie. I mean Kyrie always looks good, but it's all it's just always going to be a question about is he going to stay healthy. Um, but yeah, they look sharp, man. They look they they look. They look really good, especially considering the fact that they haven't played together and it was night one. Um, nightcap, you had Lakers. They got the rings. They played the Clippers. Speaking of Kyrie, I need to jump in here. Oh, I, I can't stand that dude. I'm sorry. Uh, his, yeah, his, his like – As his, much as yeah. I enjoy watching him play, like yeah. – and, and look, you're different and you have mental health um, – issues that's part of your life. I get it. Like, I, don't, I, that's, I don't think that's a Kyrie thing. No, no, no. I'm saying there's people. Oh yeah, okay. I thought you meant. I'm, what I'm saying is that I know people. Like I have people in my life with, that have you know struggle with mental health, etc., etc. That doesn't give you a license to be a friggin' jackass yeah. and just like be rude to people and be like, oh, you media people are pawns. Yeah, he's a and, jerk. And quote Malcolm X and say, I'm not talking to the media, and then walk around with sage and say that the earth is flat and all this stuff. I'm just friggin' sick of this guy. Screw you. Yeah, anyway. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like his nonsense that he did with the media. It's like, hey, dude, like that's in your con- your contractually obligated to talk to the media, bro. It's like kind of why you get paid. 
So get off but, your hype. Like they're just people. Just talk to yeah, them. Like, yeah, yeah. That's you, to me. That's stupid. Um, like there's like listen. It's 2020. About to be 2021. There's nothing more than the media well, will love than whole, to promote whole, you whole, and anything you want to say about yeah. social justice. Anything like, dude. Uh, his whole I, quote about screw oh, that we're just you know we're all guy. just artists and we want to be able to you know to do our painting in a in a in a in a uh, a critic free environment. It's like dude like. Shut, Shut up. up. Like, welcome to the real world, bro. Shut up. Yeah. You get paid $40 million. You got to talk to the media. Big yeah. friggity um, I'm with you. Um, in the nightcap, the Clippers played the Lakers. Clippers won. Paul George looked good. Who cares? Do it in the playoffs when it matters. Um, our, our, one buddy, our one buddy, Mike, brought up a great point that Kawhi looks off and thinks maybe he's breaking down more than we're being led to believe. So that's something interesting to kind of take a look at. Um, as time goes on tonight, I, more teams are playing. I uh, drank my way through some of the Sixers game. I, Did, love, I uh, saw they were tied. Did they go to OT? Did they win? No, they won in regulation against the Wizards. Okay. I mean, I'm glad to see that blowing double digit leads hasn't changed because they were up double digits and somehow we're then down ten. Who's their coach now? Doc friggin' Rivers. <laughs> oh, God, uh, they didn't score for the first six minutes of the third quarter, so that's cool. Um, all right. Do you want, really want to talk uh, more about the NBA? Or no, that's all I had. No, that's all I, just, okay, I, just, okay. I just want to um, touch on this too. Ne- I think I think next week we're going to talk about NHL preview. Um, we that's ha- the one we where they pretend- wear skates, right? Yeah, it's the one where they wear skates and have a puck and a stick. Um, we have another guest potentially lined up, um, but um, that that kind of watches a lot of NHL. Um, but um, yeah, they're going to start January thirteenth, which. Uh, hello, it's Christmas, so I think they're only going to have one or two weeks of camp, no preseason, and just go straight into it. And I think they're going to play like 50 games or something. Whatever, I don't know. Okay, we're, so we'll talk about that next week, and we'll we'll do a little bit of research and, and, and bring the guest on. So um, that, that's all about NHL. Um, and then, last but not least, we will, let's talk about the parlay. Let's do it. Last week, Drew's game hit easily. My brother's let's, game let's, hit let's note hit easily. That both you and you and Tori were like, "Oh, that's that's terrible." We don't feel good about that at all. Yeah, I did not feel good about yours, but yours hit easily. Um, Tori's hit eventually, Dolphins and I had boy. Alabama to cover seventeen in the SEC championship. They scored fifty-two friggin' points and did not cover Alabama's defense what where were you guys what what was that you let up 48 points what how did that happen you scored 52 points and you didn't cover the 17 Ugh, ridiculous and and they they were winning 35 18 and they had it covered at half and then then in the second half they just let up a thousand points whatever f me and the b yeah i whatever uh, you know, I'm not gonna say anything. It was what it was. <sighs> All right. Um. So so let's um. You you lead us off. What? Unless you're not ready. But let's let's we're gonna bring C money back. Yeah, case case get get back in here for the parlay. You're gonna be our third leg. No pressure. Uh, I always feel like I got three legs. Hardy har har. Um, uh yeah I got I got mine uh Christmas Day 
Lakers mm-hmm. Mavericks. Lakers given six. Hammer the Lakers to cover that. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. No Porzingis. Uh yeah. I mean no Porzingis. The Lakers they they lost opening night. You know LeBron is gonna look to make a statement. Yeah, they're gonna. They're my brother agreed with you. I talked to him right before we came on the pod about them cover or winning on Christmas. Uh, about covering. Yeah, I, t- I talked to him about all the games. Yeah, I, all five. Yeah. Hammer, hammer that. Um, okay, another one. Um, uh, there's one college football game on Christmas, so obviously I'm going to pick that. Yeah, um, good. yeah. Let's let's keep that trend alive. The it's Marshall Buffalo in the Camellia Bowl. Uh, I don't even know. By the way, it's full slate of games on Christmas Day. There, there's a NFL game at 4:30. There's five basketball games throughout the day. There's a there's an NCAA football game at 2:30, and there's four Big Ten uh, college hoop ga- hoops games. So wow, uh, no no, no uh, shortage there on Christmas Day. Um, the over, I like the over in the Marshall Buffalo game, 54. Buffalo's been way over that all year, so I'm actually going to take the under because I like the over, and I've been uh, I know I'm going to so be just wrong, going, so I'm going to take going the opposite under. Opposite day on this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and me and my and I I consulted my brother on that too because I was I was feeling insecure about it. And he's like, oh yeah, way over. I'm taking the under because I think it should be over, so I'm taking the under. Awesome! I feel really great about this. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, so the day after Christmas, um, Saturday the twenty sixth, uh, favorite team of the pod, number twelve, Coastal Carolina, Chanticleers, Chanticleers minus baby. minus seven against Liberty. Actually, the over in that game might be the play, fifty nine and a half. Um, yeah, okay, I switch it. Over fifty nine and a half. Chanticleers, baby. Chant- Let's do it. I'm not picking them to win because I think Liberty's game. Liberty's nine and one, and the Chanticleers are eleven and zero. And the Chanticleers have not covered the last two games. But fifty nine and a half. What have the scores been these last couple games? Um, Forty two, thirty eight, twenty two, seventeen. How about Liberty? I feel like Liberty's been scoring forty five nothing, fifteen fourteen. Ew, fifty eight fourteen. Yeah, let's let's go. All right, audible hot route taking. Taking the over, 59.5 on the 26th. Red 7. Um, Red 7. Se- 7.30 that game is in the Cure Bowl. Let's do that. All right, let's make it Bam. happen. What do, you, what do you got, Case? So we went with <coughs> the English Premier League the last time. Mm-hmm. So being that it hit. <laughs> uh, in stoppage time? Or how much time was was it stoppage? It, it was so close. It was close. <laughs> like... It. I was starting to feel like really nervous because to me it was a lock going into that game, and I was like, uh, and then finally like some things happened, and and you know everything was right, and you guys made money off of it, so I'm happy for you. Um, but I'm gonna go back to the well, and as much as this is gonna pain me to even mention this after I talked smack on them on the last one, Liverpool like doesn't lose at home, and they're playing. A team in West Brom that will be relegation threatened, like they're all season long. This team's going to be like fighting to stay alive in the league, and Liverpool right now are sitting at number one, and they're firing on all cylinders, and they just look like a really formidable team. So, to me, of all the games this weekend, the biggest and easiest lock is Liverpool over West Brom at home. Okay. 
That's minus eight fifty. It wouldn't surprise I mean it doesn't surprise me. Case. Minus eight fifty. Let the man pick his pick his pick his picks. Liverpool over West like to win over West Brom. Yeah, minus eight fifty? I think he's that's more a, plot. That's a, that's I, a I think, moral I think, lock. I think he's he's trying to call you the P word for picking such a lock. Yeah, that's exactly I right. Mean, that's exactly what I'm doing. I okay. You want me to you want me to go to a, a different one that's What's, more of a toss up? Oh, hold on, hold on. What, <coughs> is there is there a way we could pick like minus like minus one and like they have to win by two? Is that no, a thing? I can't, can you? Like minus one and a half, like they do in hockey. Is that a thing? I don't know. What's what's your app showing? Uh, I'm getting onto the Bet Rivers app. Soccer matches. Liverpool. I mean, oh, they, uh, what is this? Liverpool. Wait, didn't you say Liverpool? Yeah, on R- Sunday. RB Leipzig. No, don't worry about that one. Oh, what the? That says February. Yeah, this is Sunday. At eleven thirty a.m. Uh, why? Uh, um, wait, England, right? Premier League. Mm -hmm. Sorry, everybody. I'm pulling it up here. Liverpool, West Brom. More bets. Come on, come on, come on. Um. Oh, for crying out loud, it's not letting me in. Okay. Um. All right. Let's Give the man his pick. Mine, Stop eight fifty. Nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody gives you shit when you make your crappy picks. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> let's. We gotta. We gotta get minus, on the hot. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta, we gotta win a parlay before we can start getting picky here, pal. Yeah. All right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. There's your. There's your easy. Your easy one. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is why Casey makes me better than you, by the way. I have no comeback. Everybody likes you better than me That's... until we get to the video app and then everybody sees my face and they're like oh wow that guy's that guy's cool well that probably more of a sympathy thing because like wow the other guy is so much better looking and we should probably just like this guy a little more mm, i don't know about that maybe the opposite are you bringing the beard or are you not bringing uh, you are such a nerf herder <laughs> <laughs> wow okay um all right so cool we got so we got Liverpool is that what you said? Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got Liverpool. We got the over in the Chanticleers game because over is more fun than rooting for the under in the Marshall game in the middle of Christmas. Uh, and we Lakers. got the Lakers to cover. Lock it up. Um, I oh no, I only have a, like another swig of this beer left, and then I'm done. Two swigs. How you guys doing on your second beer? Uh, I got about a quarter left, so I'm gonna pound this before I uh, pound some stuff and go to bed. Yeah, I'm below the label line. Below the what line? The, the label, label line. Mm. The label. The label on his beer bottle, Jo. Is that what that is? That's what that is. Yeah, it's a thing. It's relatively new. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. That was totally me not understanding what that oh was. Oh my and, god! And had nobody to do nobody in the NBA knows how to freaking box out and rebound. I can't. Send nobody us, send cares us, about you complaining. Send old us man. off. Send us off before I lose my shit. Casey, thank hey, you for being here. Pleasure, man. This is a pleasure. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, it was fun. Drew, good talk. See you out there. Right, big kisses, everybody.